L, and that's my best friend, Lee. Oh, is that the wrong color? We've been besties since the day we were born. How have we stayed so close? We have a set of rules. Like rule number two, never tell anyone else our secrets. Or rule number nine, Lee's older brother, Flynn, he's stupid hot, but totally off limits. Where did you get the boobs? Oh, and rule number ten, never, ever break rule number nine. What an ass. Like, no. You got a little bit of drawer right there in the corner. Right here? Yeah, yeah, you... Do I really? <laughs> okay, the student council is expecting our idea for the fundraiser today. Kissing booth! Would Flynn be working in the kissing booth? Absolutely! Flynn will be there. I promise. Flynn's still doing the booth. So, will you work the kissing booth? Absolutely not. That's awesome. You have zero experience with guys. You've never even had a boyfriend. Whatever. I'm about to ride. Where's your car? What? I'm not gonna get on that thing like one of your makeout girls. They don't all make out with me. Okay, so like 95% of them make out with me. I think you know it's like, I'll see who it is. Okay, I got it. Why? Is it from a boy? I decided I had to see you. Here I was thinking I was just your brother's annoying best friend. Yeah, there's that too. Is there something going on between you two? Nobody can know. At least until I tell you. For me, there was nothing more important than following the rules. But in life... Step right up, ladies and gentlemen! You can either follow the rules... or follow your heart. Welcome to our podcast, to all the rom-coms I've loved before. I'm Helia. I'm Mary. So in this podcast, we discuss classic romantic comedies. We'll give you a brief recap, assess, um, we'll assess scenes, characters, casting, and then end the show with our favorite moments and lingering questions. So today, our guest is Mary's dear friend, Steve. <laughs> hey, thanks. It's, uh, it's great to be here. I can't wait to win that car. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. You overestimate us, Steve. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your relationship with podcasts and or rom-com. <laughs> my my long... We need to hear about your relationship with rom-com. We need to hear about your relationship with rom-coms. My long and storied history with rom-coms. <laughs> um, well, so, uh, you know, like, like any man of a certain age, I'm 36. I've been to many a rom-com in the theater. And, you know, just watching one on the couch, that kind of thing. Um, and just podcasts. I, I host a podcast with some buddies, or I did. Uh, Your Parents' Basement. Oh, my gosh. About, yeah, Steve kind of gave me the idea to have a podcast because I knew he Oh, my gosh. Podcast. Wait. Listeners, this is special. Steve <laughs> inspired us. Yeah, this is special. Yes. So. If you, like, if you like podcasts about, Steve, what is your podcast about? It's very similar content. It's about pre two thousands video games. So I'm sure the the audience overlap is like. I think that's that's a fat Venn diagram. There's a lot yes. of that. That is a fat Venn diagram. Ninety eight percent probably. Yeah. Um, so listeners, if you enjoy 
pre two thousand parents basement. Yes, yes, pre two thousand. Your parents basement. Yes. This really helped us get our our bearings in. So. Oh, you're you're too kind. You're giving. Yeah, giving no, too it's much. incredible. You guys are, you guys are the talent. You guys are I the talent. Podcasts, I podcasts were like people on NPR. I didn't realize that like. People we don't know listen to this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Why are you people? Well, let's not invalidate them, okay? Uh, oh. You're right, you're right. It's just, no, here, this is more a reflection of, like, my insecurities, because I'm like, no, oh, but, no you, you're great, hell yeah, come on. Mm. Thanks, you, laughed, you laughed a little too hard at that, though. <laughs> the fact that somebody somebody else might listen to this. <laughs> like, I'm just like, who would listen to me? Okay, well, back, back on track. Why have, you seen, why have you seen so many rom-coms, Steve? Like, uh, well, you know, it's it's kind of a thing you have to do if you right. um, are interested in dating women normally. So, um, <laughs> so like, I, I remember, like, the, the first date I went on with a girl in high school, we saw, to, to date myself here, we saw 10, 10 Things I Hate About You. What? Which, which I feel like you guys... Episode you guys, one. Yeah, didn't you guys see that in like I don't know fourth grade or something? It sounded like. Um, no. Yeah, well, we saw it probably when we were age appropriate, like sixth grade, but it came out in fourth grade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Steve, you're not that much older than me. You're not. All right. Well, no, that was. Let's see. So I saw that one, and uh, to be honest, a lot of them just blur together in my yeah. mind. Like I know I've seen a lot of them, but yeah. like I don't remember the specific plot unless it's brought up. It's also yeah. tough because some of them like. I didn't see in the movie theater I saw with like blockbusters, but it didn't mean that I wasn't age appropriate when it was in movie theaters. It was just that I chose not to see him in the movie theater. Well, I also think it's interesting because I definitely like, yeah, Steve's right that you see rom-coms as a byproduct of dating women, but also like you knew a guy was into you if you'd see a ridiculous rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> like, I took a guy once, or I guess he took me in college, but I planted the seed of the idea to see this horrible. I didn't think it was rom-com. I think it was just a drum with Zac Efron called The Life and Death of Charlie St. Cloud. Like, it closed oh, early. That's a close It closed early because it was so bad. And the fact that we were, like, you know, paid money to look at Zac Efron for essentially two hours on a boat. <laughs> Speaking of speaking of paying money yes. to look at a hot person, <laughs> why don't we start with our movie? So the movie that oh we God. will be discussing today. Segue. So we're doing something a little bit different here because we normally do all your favorite rom-coms. This yeah. could be one of your least favorite things. So we wanted before. to do a rom-com that we didn't feel like was very good. It's actually Steve's idea to do a bad one. Yeah, it was Steve's idea. We knew we wanted Steve on an episode and he wanted to do one at this point. But the problem is none of the iconic ones are actually bad because by definition they're iconic. So we had to do a modern one. Right. So we decided to go with drumroll. The kissing, the kissing booth. booth. The kissing <laughs> booth. Which, by the way, Ricky, who now some of our fans who are aware of, he's a he's a um, who's our friend first guest and has he's a friend of the pod. Um, he walked in on me watching it and goes, "I quote, goes, you're only watching this for the hot guy." Which, like, is he, is he wrong? Like, is it better than a commercial? Oh, he is not wrong. He was not wrong. And that should also test, but at the same time, I was like, wow, 
we are so secure in our relationship because he was making fun of me for it. <laughs> as, he, as he should, Helen. As he should. This as is he should. He was, um, but yeah, I mean, so, so Mary, so why is, don't you give us is, a read? Oh, no, wait, go ahead. So just to be clear, this guy is considered a smoke show, right? Because wait, is this, are we even debating this? I, I, I feel like he is, but there, there's a dynamic that I find really weird, which we'll get into as we talk. Okay, about let's it. get into it. But physically, surface level, smoke show or no? What's wait, wait? I'm missing something. What's a smoke show? What are you guys talking about? Oh, you know how I know that. <laughs> I actually, know that, I know that term from my friend John Morgan, which is funnily enough, because I didn't know that term either. And he used it about a woman, but it's like someone yes. who's so hot they're smoking, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I was like, like, like uncomfortably, uncomfortably. So I actually made, I made some people at work uncomfortable because I, like, let my, I actually, like, because, you know, I compartmentalize my life. Like, at work, I'm, like, an intern. Mm-hmm. And then on the podcast, I'm, like, the podcast addict. Oh, not the podcast. Well, I'm a podcast addict, but I'm also a rom-com addict. Rom-com addict. And then I heard someone talk about the movie Crazy Rich Asians, which is a rom-com. It's a modern one. We probably we may or may not discuss it on this podcast. Maybe like in a two years, it'll be considered older. Yeah. <laughs> but we were like, someone was talking about it. I was like, yeah, like I liked it because I liked Aquafina in it. I liked a lot of other things, but the couple like didn't do anything for me. They had no- I would not say it's a rom-com. Their, their relationship's not really in jeopardy. It's more about her journey. Yeah, it's about her journey. I wouldn't put it a rom-com either. I mean, he's very, again, though, very hot guy. He's very hot guy. But also I was like, they had no chemistry. They had no chemistry. They had no chemistry. And then I, at work, I was like, yeah, they didn't make my groins tingle. <laughs> okay, wait. So is all this to say, Ellen Noah? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's like an appropriate thing to say on this podcast, but maybe not at work. Luckily, <laughs> my team was all women. And a med student who was a male, but he was a med student, so he couldn't really like say anything. <laughs> So then I was like, okay. And that's the end of my story. Wait, so Steve, you are like, is it up for debate that he's a smoke show? Uh, so oh, I remember where I was going with that story. So yes, he made my groin tinkle. <laughs> uh, no, my, so the only, we, we can get in. Do you want to read the plot first or should I just talk sure, about it? Sure, yeah. Then let's, let's get into it. Uh, yeah, um, okay. So the plot, I mean, does this movie really have a plot? Or is it just <laughs> as much of like, like lazy expositional montages? Because I'm kind of like, I don't know. So I'm just going to read the first two lines from actually Wikipedia because this is a terrible movie, so it deserves a terrible lesson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the film follows Elle, a quirky, late-blooming teenager. I'm so on Wait, what? No, she's, I was so, so, she's not late blooming. I was late blooming. She was I not guess late blooming. Getting boobs in your senior year is late? I don't know. No. She did not ever wear a back brace. She was an athlete. High school, she had been so fucking popular. Fuck her. So, we, we already have issues, and then we're just five words into this plot. How many issues are we going to have with the movie? The, the film follows Al, a quirky, late-blooming teenager whose budding romance with high school senior and bad boy Noah puts her lifelong friendship with Noah's younger brother, Lee, in jeopardy. 
The Kissing Booth was released on Netflix on May 11th, 2018, and was dubbed a commercial success by the service due to it being widely viewed by subscribers. The film received largely negative You know what fucking viewers are watching it? Teenage girls. Teenage girls are watching it. Teenage girls on their parents' accounts were watching this movie. The film received largely negative reviews from critics who deemed its storyline and themes to be cliched and misogynistic. And then it that says a sequel, a sequel, The Kissing Booth 2, was re- released on July 24th, 2020, and a third film, The Kissing Booth 3, is in post-production and scheduled for a 2021 release. So I like how it pivoted from saying it was critical trash. <laughs> it shows you that quality does not make necessarily make money. Do you know what movie actually made no money, but uh, was amazing universally? Mary, you should know this answer. No Country for Old Men? <laughs> oh, no, what literally movie is anything. most near and dear to my heart, but actually didn't make any money? Um, uh, 500 Days of Summer? Some indie movie? No, something that's very near and dear to me. Mary. Oh, that horrible Ryan Gosling movie you made me watch. It's <laughs> <laughs> a Bride! Wait, what? Yeah, it like wasn't a commercial success at oh, all. Princess Bride is a cult film. I, I do oh, know that. that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what Ryan Gosling movie are you referring to? Steve is a journalist, so he's fact checking us. Oh. The Wait, Princess- what Ryan Gosling movie are you referring to? I don't know what you're referring to. I thought you were talking. About- I thought Princess Bride was a cult. Like, I'm sure it was more successful after, but I also kind yeah, of. It was more successful after. But no, this shows you, like, the whole commercial success. Like, the only reason they're making more kissing blows is because you have these te- horny ass teenage girls watching movies and objectifying these men. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, no, I think what you're saying, I, I know you don't like Disney Channel, but I think what you're saying is a version of like 90s kids being like, oh my God, I can't believe kids watch what's on Disney now. Like, when we were growing up, it was so much better. And it's like, oh, is it the nostalgia lens? And it's like, no, it was objectively better. Like, we would have never it was watched objectively that. better. Like, uh, what was it, the Lizzie, Lizzie McGuire? Even Stevens and Boy Meets World. Yeah, I think it's I think it's just just for that with age, you just forget like all of the crappy movies that came out. Like the fact that Melissa Melissa Joan Hart had like a rom com in the nineties. Wait, it was good. Drive me crazy. crazy. Yeah. Oh, it was good. Oh my god, I love Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Also, Melissa Joan Hart's like a hardcore conservative. Oh, she is. But also, Adrian Greener was really good in that. Yeah, he was. Yeah, but there, there's just like a bunch of like mid-tier rom-coms like that that you just forget because True. and they and they made like sixty million dollars on a ten million dollar budget and which is amazing. Like I, I mean, now you couldn't do that. No, which I feel like is why the kissing booth is so popular. To segue back to it, because it's like I, I don't know. There's they don't make movies like this anymore except on Netflix, and it's I don't know they're a lot of these next Netflix movies feel the same to me where there, well, there is, is where Netflix no editing. Me because on That's one end you have these like amazing TV shows and like I think mm-hmm. some of the best TV I've seen has been on Netflix and you've had some yes. of these like amazing movies and again like I think some of the best things I've experienced but then you have these like shitty things and it's like yeah. <laughs> easy like, I, mean, I, mean, I think Narcos is phenomenal phenomenal it's a lot of like as Steve is saying the, I think it's a function of they're pumping out so many movies of course there's going to be some like sameness to it and it's definitely formulaic when you work if you watch these things like they they even say it they say if you like this you like this right yeah right well when you work with a traditional studio 
Um, there's always the complaint from the artist that, oh, you get notes and you get feedback. Right. Netflix, there's clearly no notes, no editing. Like this, this, this goddamn movie so was, would you, would was you an hour and 58 like, minutes. It's like, it's like, so, <laughs> oh, is this like the longest movie that we've talked about? Like, it, did not even be, it literally was like an hour and 55 minutes of fluff and like five minutes of movie. You we, saw the trailer for Kissing Booth? You saw Kissing Booth. Yeah, we we paused it at one point but when she when she makes out with him. I think after the rainstorm. Oh my and, god! And we were like, oh my god, there's still 58 minutes left in this movie. <laughs> exact same I didn't reaction. I actually took a break and cleaned my apartment. I was like, okay, I have to take a break. I had the exact same apartment. reaction, except it wasn't. I have this much left. It was like, oh my god, I've come this far because it was like a full <laughs> hour before we even got to the kissing booth, which is the namesake of the whole movie. All right. Okay. So yeah. I think we've gotten our immediate reactions. Mm-hmm. But so see, this was your first time watching Ryan and Mary's second time. Mary, what was your immediate reaction? To <laughs> okay. So I, I have a couple of immediate reactions and one is kind of tempered or biased by the fact that I knew this. But what comes up in the trivia is that this is based on a book that was literally, I'm not joking, written by a 15 year old. So, so I yeah. said, I said, I said that you know, that, and it shows. It's basically, <laughs> it's basically fan fiction come to life. And then I also, I'm stealing from IndieWire here, but um, my other reaction to it, and I'm just gonna, you know, paraphrase, un- <laughs> the, the kissing booth is an unmitigated disaster. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a, it's a disaster. So, so you, oh, I'm jumping back and forth, but I, it's just rem- I just remember this. Yeah. Well, there's another podcast I love, and our listeners should listen to it, by Zach Braff and Donald Faison called um, Fake Doctors, Real Best Friends. And they reference The Kissing Booth because, so Zach Braff is a movie with Joey Kay. Who's too old to have seen The Kissing Booth? Unless, isn't Zach Braff? <laughs> no, no, they haven't seen it. But they said, so Zach Braff did a movie with Joey King, who's in The Kissing Booth. And he said, after The Kissing Booth was such a success, his movie, which is available on Netflix, it's called um, Wish I Was Here. Start stopped using his face to advertise and started using Joey King. She became a huge. They both actually became, became huge, huge after it. Yeah, I mean she carries she became, the movie, which also like, she does a better is insane job, to but, me yeah. because she, she's like she's been in a ton of other things. So that's what. So I think, my I, I think immediate reaction to the film was actually. I'm gonna segue. I'm gonna segue. Yeah, to my reaction, which was. Yeah. Joey King is actually an incredible actress. She's very charming. Mm. She does a good job. And this movie, she's shit. (laughs) Wait, what? I think in this movie, she's awful. Have you seen the act? Yeah, no, I haven't seen the act. No, I think generally she's an incredible actress. She was in in Ramona and Bees. She was in Ramona and Bees. She was in like... Yeah, um, she was a child actor. Even in in the movie I just referenced, um, uh, what's that movie? Oh my god, I just said it. Um, I wish I was here. She was amazing in that. I saw a trailer with another movie where I think she plays a psychopath. But do you think she's bad in this, or do you think it's the material? Because I don't think she's bad in it. No, I actually think it's like a little bit of her being bad, because I actually think, and this is, I promise you, I maybe I am, who knows? I can't actually promise shit. I think the guy playing <laughs> Noah is actually a good actor. What? Okay, oh, that's no, where we no. disagree. Because when he's Steve, acting like the big brother, Steve, you're so no, listen. Is he a good this actor? Is why I think so. Because no, in the movie, in the movie, something. No, he's not. Because in the movie, something oh, yeah, borrowed. The guy is hot, but did nothing for me. Did nothing for me. I, mean, I this think guy, he has, he convinced I think he has me. He convinced me here. 
I'll say this. I think he has the potential to be better than he is in this movie. But this ain't it. He's not good. No, it's because he was given shitty material. I think Joey King could have done something cool with this material. I think it was also when she, maybe it was because she was narrating. I don't know. Her narration was bullshit. Like, I mean, the words were just awful. I think the writing was just so bad. Even an actress as good as Joey King couldn't say anything about it. Well, maybe because she's it's the star. It's like Jessica Chastain in that movie um, following um, Snow White and the Huntsman. What was that movie? There's a there sequel, there's a prequel. Mirror, 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 and Snow White and the Huntsman. I think. Something, something, something like that. It was like a prequel to Snow White. Jessica Chastain, oh, who we all know is an amazing actress. Even she couldn't fix this movie. She couldn't fix it. Yeah, I don't want to give Noah the excuse of bad material and then say she was bad because she was head and shoulders. There are bad performances from like everyone under the sun in this movie. It was just so except Molly Ringwald. Do not speak ill of Molly Ringwald. I'm sorry, I'm gonna kind of speak ill of Molly Ringwald. No, Mary. She's not as good of an actress now as she was. She was worse in Riverdale. She was no, she was worse in um, Secret Life of American Teenager. Don't ask me how to see that. It's trash. All right, it's we'll talk about, we'll, 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 we will talk about Molly Ringwald in this. I did not think, I felt heartwarmed with her being in the movie. I felt her, I felt like, thank God, someone is here to take this movie. Secret Life of Teenager is also ridiculous. The guy's like a total burnout and then like goes to Harvard. It's almost the exact same plot point. But it was literally like glorified ad space. Like Molly Ringwald would be like, you've been stressed out. Here's this Neutrogena Clean and Clear benzyl peroxide. Like it was just so shoehorned into the show. It was so cringe. But anyways, I, I feel like well, my first re- all right to get back to the to this show. My first reaction was Joey King, what the fuck? You're a better actress than this. But also, it was my second time watching it, and maybe it's because I followed the second. So I watched the first one, the second one, and the first one again. I was actually, like, you know what? At least this is better than the second one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Jen thinks the second. My sister thinks the second one is like is a good movie by any standard. What? Yeah, <laughs> I have Jen had good taste. She does. It's weird. I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. I think I, she's just. Yeah. I think I don't know. I don't know. Steve, what was your? Okay, now let's get to Steve. This was your first time watching this movie. You knew yeah, you I, picked a bad rom com. You knew I, you picked a bad. Rom-com. I cannot I, believe I, you guys watched this twice. Like this, <laughs> that is bad. Um, <laughs> we did so, this for the podcast. This is our de- was, listeners. Was, this, this is our dedication. This is our dedication. I was thinking, I can't believe we said this twice. So, so, just so the lead actor, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he's great. I think he might seem better than a lot of other guys in this movie because he actually has lines. I feel like <laughs> a, in a lot of movies like this, like a guy like him, he just he he might have like five scenes in the whole movie where he talks. So, <laughs> so this one, this one, he's talking a lot, and I would say too much, far too much. What, like, what do you mean? What do you, why do you say he talks too much? I could not get enough of him. Uh, because, because he's just kind of an asshole. Like, yes! Just, yes! Like, yes! Yeah. Yes! He's an ass. Yes. It's never really explained. Like, I guess this shows you. <laughs> I had a thing for assholes. <laughs> no, it's not you. I think just globally, this we're in a culture that accepts yeah, I actually remember reading this thing on Thought Catalog about how, like, this whole, so saying, like, you, you end up dating a lot of assholes, but you marry the nice guy, if you're lucky. <laughs> well, the, in, this, in this movie, I couldn't believe that, like, they were actually going to get together, that that was the plot of this movie. I thought she was going to end up with the, with the dweeby best friend. Yes, yes, because otherwise, why did he care? Why have that rule? Why be jealous? Like, why yeah. be jealous? 
yeah, I didn't see the reaction. I was like, oh, this is it, not going anywhere. Except by the end of the movie, I didn't like him either. Like he was, no. he was. No, he's awful. He's Hell awful. Yeah. Hell yeah, he's hates awful. Lee. We'll get into it, but Helia hates Lee. I, I hate him. I hate him so much. Actually, both the Flynn brothers. By the end of the second movie, I also dislike. I think the person I end up a fan of, and this is a spoiler alert, is the hot Hispanic guy in the second movie. And I'm not biased just because I'm marrying a Hispanic guy. Yeah, he's, he's he's definitely very like perfect looking. Nothing to pick on. Only the the in the second movie we have a hot Hispanic guy join, and he's the only one that actually respects Elle as a woman. And he can sing. You know, and he can sing, and he sings. You know, you sings in Spanish. You know, no could sing. They'd put him behind a guitar. Like that's why uh. they had to do the motorcycle. He probably can't sing, right? Uh, well, uh, so. So my confusion about whether he's hot or not was because uh, I I was just thrown no, off hot. the he's objectively was, hot. Well, I was thrown off the entire time by how goddamn tall he is, especially Wait, compared to her. Like, the only the only physical flaw about him, no, I'll tell you, the only physical flaw about him is his nipples are too far apart. I was in the trailer scenes. I was distracted by how too far apart. It is. But but that's the function of him being a big person, though. But my problem, my problem with a lot of this was that he looks like a crude ass man standing next to her, and so she she looks like she looks like a child. Like, yeah, yeah. I, the same note. I actually think they're both young, um, but I made the same note. And also, she's five two, and he's. I actually think he's lying. I can't believe we're going on this tangent this early in the podcast. But yeah, I love Mary, it. listeners, Mary is the heightest. Okay, no. <laughs> Wait, you know what Mary calls friends. No, no, sorry. Shit, I gave away the I gave away the plot. Sorry. Oh no no. Wait. I gave away the punchline. I gave away the punchline. Do you know what Mary calls guys under five four? Friends. Oh my god. Okay, I've never said that for the record. No, she's right. She's right. She hasn't, guys. Haven't I dated guys that weren't six? She has. She has. Actually, her her most um. I called it. I told. Okay. The most, I will say, I think it does say something that I'm scared for all our listeners, for all our listeners, I think when you break out of your box a little bit, for our listeners trying to find, when you break out, that's when you can really find passion. And I'll say that I think Mary, of your type, I think Mary, would you, would you say that the person that you maybe had the most fun with was your shortest? No. No? Oh, okay, never mind. Mary, Mary's been through that desert. And she's always looking for the tall drink of water. That's what's going on. <laughs> That's not, not what's going on. I'm red. I'm turning the camera off. But the shortest person I did was probably college. And I feel like I've Oh, uh, no. Maybe I don't know about that one. What about well, the college? What are you talking about? Well, I don't want to say his name out loud. I'll text it. Someone, someone in New York? <laughs> huh? Someone in New York? Yeah. Oh, well, he was like 5'11", but yeah, he was my shortest. Who was your shortest in New York? Um, there was? No, I haven't dated anyone shorter than me. I'm only 5'6". No. You think someone's 5'6"? No, I, I mean, I haven't dated anyone who's 5'6". Okay, I wouldn't date well, anyone. That, that's, yeah, that's, that's small. That's, okay. I mean, that's, that's pretty yeah, that's short a, for a man. Yeah, it's above average for women, but I don't think I'm heightest, but I do think it, you know, like a lot of girls, it probably helps, right? Like, you know, you'd still need to be attracted to them. You'd have to like their face, yeah. funny, smart, whatever, cute. But I think it definitely helps guys get a foot in the door, kind of like having hair, quite honestly. Yeah, I think, actually, I'm teasing Mary a lot uh, because I've known her long enough to be able to do so. But in reality, actually, and I got this advice about 
older woman I met um, on a bus. But you you have to be physically attractive to the person. You like, have to chemistry. have to be. And for some people, it's height. No, um, for some people, for some people, it's weight. Like, okay, I gave Mary a shit about the height stuff. I like for me, it was about. Um, I mean, this is awful. It was about weight. Okay. Well, this is not. Yeah. I mean, teeth. You, I agree with you. Like, you have to check the box. But I actually also agree with Steve. There's such a thing as too tall, and this guy's flirting with it. He is a giant. Like, well, is he a giant compared to Joey King? Yes, that, that is the biggest Mary, I think he's an appropriate height for you. So here is some internet research, half-assed internet research. Joey King, 5'2", maybe. Even that, I, I could believe her being 5'5". Five. 5'2". Five, Jacob Elordi, not a, there's more possible heights for him on the internet than there are, like, you know, conspiracy theories about presidential assassinations. Like, there's so many. He is everything from 6'2", six, 6'3", six, 6'5". Six, six, and then he gives an interview where he says earlier in his career, he actually lied about his height because he thought 6'5 was too tall for like actors. Uh, people were like, you're never going to fit yeah. in the same frame as a Yeah, 6'5 is too tall. And I think even like, you know, people that are dating and stuff, it's like, there's a certain level where it's like, oh, that's too tall. And I had a friend who I actually talked about this with. And she was like, I think she said 6'5", because it's like 6'4", okay. And this is how I see I don't think there's a direct number. Six, this is my theory. This is my theory is you have to be, you have to be within a window because it's not like, like six, five is tall for us because Mary, how tall are you? I'm, so I'm five, six, but you know what? So I'm five, five four. So I how I see it is, is you have to be able to like, like if my head is touching their stomach, they're too tall. Okay. I'll, <laughs> I can rest my head on their head. They're too short. Okay, th I, that's an interesting. No, it's all about it's all relative, right? So for someone that's taller, like no, but hell so yeah, I don't, me, I don't know if you remember this, but I actually I have some experience on this because I dated a guy who was six five, who was probably actually six six, but six but five, would you say would you say he was too tall for you? I wouldn't say like you know I think there's probably more of a thing of being too short than too tall, unfortunately. Mm. Definitely, like he was taller than I would I would have been fine with him being six three. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we get stairs. I think after our first date, I hugged him and I just smashed into his chest, which has never happened to me before. Like, it, it just, there was a lot of discrepancy. I and think the perfect height is if you can rest your head on their chest. Yeah, no way was that happening. He was like, eight, he was like eight inches above. The shoulder was probably eight inches above me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I mean, I think it, some people fetishize height too much. And then it's like, you know, it's like that tweet. Are they good looking or are they just tall? Yeah, <laughs> I think I think we we're kind of going around. You, you have to be attracted to them, and I think it's a little bit of a sliding scale, in the sense that like, you know, I'm well, I'm, I'm gonna back away from height because I feel like we're picking on Mary a little too much. So for me, it's like it was a little bit more about like teeth or nail biting or weight, and yeah. like if they had other things going on with them, like I was a little more forgiving on these other aspects that like I would objectively maybe have disqualified people and then like you said like some things like get people through the door but yeah I also I've dated guys that had perfect teeth or were like perfect at like perfect weight for me well, or, like, and I just I had no feelings for them and not not nothing yeah no that's what, I'm not I'm not saying I mean it's a chemistry thing chemistry thing totally agree with you but also part of it is they didn't do anything to hide how, because you can do tricks. I mean, Tom Cruise doesn't look short in any of his movies, if you've noticed. Like, there's tricks you can do. And he was just, like, a giraffe compared to everyone else in this movie. Yeah, no, he was, and actually, that's interesting you say that, because 
So I give Ricky a lot of shit on this podcast. Um, I can, because, you know. But that was something he <laughs> remarked on when he walked in on the movie. He was like, that guy is so freaking tall. And he says he's oh, he and, and Steve had the same thing. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Continue. Oh, okay, um, cool. Um, no, it was, it was distracting at times. Um, like how well, yeah. they, they didn't look like they were like one year apart in age, no, which they are know. supposed to be in the movie. And I Wait, so, so he was 21 though and they filmed it, right? How old is she? I don't know. I, I think she was 17. Okay, but... so they are, they're not close. And then also, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember the montage, like of all their romantic things, but there's one where she's like hugging him and they're walking down at like a dark street. And it's like, oh, she looks like a kid. Like, she looks like she could be his kid. It's too dark. <laughs> yes. This is how I see it. You know? If like, you can she, stand not, and give the guy a blowjob, like, he's too tall. Was she not, like, short, tight, you know, dress and, and, you know, heels or whatever, you'd think she was, like, a kid. Like, I don't know. Don't get me started how contrived this movie is in terms of, like, getting characters out of their clothes. But, yeah, I mean. <laughs> All I, right. I so our first too. impressions is it's a little pedophile like they took this girl, like this child, and like oversexualized her. Like that's Everyone definitely. I mean, what the first the no, scene with her skirt? Everyone in this movie, other than Lee, is oversexualized. Oh yeah, and then Lee's just like made to be a villain. Like, right? I think you're actually supposed to like him. Oh, he is. Uh, he's just like whiny the entire time. He's just whiny. Oh, absolutely. Like he. <laughs> Um, see, I, I, here's the thing, Mary, I think you secretly know a lot of Lees, and you don't realize it. You have, there, there's a lot of Lees out there, where they're just, they're just hanging around. Snaps, snaps, Steve, this is exactly what I was getting at. Like, like, why, why does Lee care so much that his brother is, like interest in this girl and yeah, we can't see this but i took a lot of notes on envelopes i do not take notes <laughs> one of the top ones is lee's entitlement mm-hmm. why the yeah. fuck does he feel like he has to control l you're right this is like a big thing in our problem in our society you have these yeah. men trying to control women we have so many lees out in the world and i think he has some good qualities i think he's nice but I agree. Nice means shit. <laughs> and I agree. He calls her a thing. And I didn't notice that. When I, was watching. I think I was like half paying attention the first time I watched this movie. I pay attention more for this because I care about our podcast and not because it's engaging. <laughs> and he says, you're like the one thing I had that Noah did. Yes. And she doesn't even take issue with that because this is a misogynistic it's not girl. not an girl. object. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so objectified in this movie. I mean, Swan she's Princess so is more She's a pro- child. Swan Princess, which is a child's movie I watched when I was like five, is more progressive than this movie. Like, Swan <laughs> what movie, movie did you say? A, a scene with Odette where she's like, I'm, I'm not a prize to be won because Derek, the prince, is like, yeah. oh, you're beautiful. And she's like, what else? And I'm like, wow, that's what we should be teaching women. Not, oh, if you get boobs, you will then get to date this guy with an anger management problem <laughs> and like, have him basically fight everyone in your path yeah. like he's in a video game. It's, oh my it's God. also just weird because at one point, Lee gets a girlfriend in this movie. Yes! And, and like, he still, like, he has a weird conversation with her when she's gone yes. and she doesn't want to like hang out with him the girlfriend yes, and, yes. like, like and she, she, says, she goes she goes if if i didn't like your girlfriend 
like, would you break up with her? He goes, yes. Like what? Yeah, so unhealthy. It's what? crazy. It's crazy. And she's, you can tell she's a little bit jealous, at least of kind of the friendship between him and the girlfriend, because when they're sneaking out of the movie theater, she's like, oh, they're, they're doing our dance game thing. But yeah, I just don't understand. I feel like the girlfriend, she has more of a role in the sequel, but she basically is just there to be like, oh no, Lee's not in town. Like, I feel like that's what yeah. No, Lee has a weird, so this is one of the things I wrote is, okay, like, even with the first, like, early on, we see this beautiful house they live in, right? What the fuck does the father do? Also, she does this montage at the beginning, and she's like, Lee gets his dream, he gets his dream car at 16. You know what the fuck I was driving when I was 16? What kind of car was that? That was a Mustang, convertible Mustang. And then they got their 17-year-old a motorcycle. That was one of my nitpicks. I was like, what yeah, What? Yeah. What? He, he does this thing. I feel like this, these Flynn boys grew up with this, like, super entitled life and feel like they own everything. Like, this is the problem in our society. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The rom-com podcast becomes so feminist, right? The sequel tries to get into wealth disparities, which it obviously doesn't handle well. Because <laughs> What? It does? I mean, she's on a, she has to get into college with a scholarship. Yeah, I mean, I did, I totally missed that. They, they can go they to, you know, USC that. or whatever their dream school is, wherever they're pretending to live. They're definitely not in California. Um, and it's a whole thing, but it's like Elle's house is, you know, maybe not just as nice, but pretty close to just as That's nice as the nice. And she goes to the same swanky private school. Like, I'm just like, ah, I just, this feels very thrown in. As does, like, everything in this movie. It's and like, it's like, okay. Enough shit at the wall and just, you know, it's like tropes and, like, plot holes and things that go nowhere. And they just yeah. tighten the bow. Yeah. And I, I guess I was just like, like, even early on, you can just, like, tell how entitled these Flynn boys are. And they I just, like, like, they like own Lee's everything. Lee's a nice guy, though. Really? I had the biggest One of the few genuine things about the movie that I thought was good. call a woman a thing, I have a problem with you. For sure, for sure. But I liked that they had a good rapport. He had good, that actor had good reaction shots. That was good. Yeah, I thought they had a very natural kind of friend chemistry, definitely friend vibes. You know, every time they even joked about it going there, they laughed it off. I liked him. I mean, there were some moments that were kind of, you know, he had got some tough lines, I agree. But no, I liked him. I thought he was. I thought he was charming in this. That they're oh. basically raised as twins. I mean, that's like, a trivia thing. That actor, he's older than Noah. Oh really? Yeah, I was shocked. Oh shit. He's a year older than the guy who plays his older brother. Huh. So they're close, but he's older. Yeah. What shocked. other What other scenes kind of got you guys like? I guess I, mean, I don't want to say iconic scenes because this movie can't yeah, be. This movie's like iconically. What, what other scenes kind of like made where you guys so, like had trouble letting go of? So we we should probably talk about the the titular kissing booth, which yeah. shows up I don't know uh, halfway through the movie. <laughs> they 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 mention it like a quarter of the way through, and they're like, oh, you know what would be perfect fundraiser? A kissing booth. You know how much teens love to kiss their peers in front of one another at, <laughs> and to pay for it like like i feel like this the idea was like something out of the 1950s or 60s i have never actually seen a kissing booth in real life i've never heard of that other than like books set like a century ago yes i've never seen a real life kissing booth. that is a good point oh no, it's definitely not a thing there's one other movie I can think of that's a rom-com that has one, and it's uh, at the carnival at She's the Man with Amanda Bynes. And even uh, that, that movie, 
Yeah, even that though, they make so many jokes about how gross it is. Like that's it's the so kind gross. Of, Do you know he spreads gingivitis? What about HPV? I mean, the guy he was naming shingles, and I was like, what about mm. HPV? Uh, well, well, not not to date this movie, but it was also a weird watch in November 2020 with COVID around, and we're watching yeah. the freaking kissing booth. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this is this is odd vibe. Um, but Ooh. but also beyond that, so so when they have the kissing booth event, like these students are, they are wild for it. They are getting into this yeah. like to a a frankly odd and disgusting degree. Um, yeah. They're like, like full, they're yeah. Like they're like cheering. They're taking videos. It's it is. They're wild about it's it. Also, wait. Can we talk about this one thing during this movie? Like when they go out to the kissing booth scene, I was like, when did they have time to make a booth this fancy? When they were like, when they, they were lights, lights, neon, neon lights, lights. Neon on each other. That's like, this was like the kissing booth. I remember it was like a little little table. With like a, a sign over it that's a kissing booth. Like, okay, so here's, here's the best way to explain the kissing booth. So it was when they were painting each other. They, that's I think when they were supposed to be. Yeah, so they were painting, painting each other. When did they make these lines? I don't know, but yeah. literally that was well, never. Go to school. Like, every 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 stitch of this movie is stolen from something else. There's. Like, <laughs> I was writing. I was writing down tropes and other references, and then I was like, I'm just transcribing the whole movie. There's nothing original. There's you nothing know, original about this. Yeah. Girl probably grew up on rom-coms. Yeah, although it, it steals every trope, even ones that don't really make sense. Yes! At, because at one point, their parents are very involved. But then at other points, their parents are just gone. And, are you, you talking know, about the Hollywood sign scene? Like well, her dad first like, oh, why are you on Noah Flynn's motorcycle? But then she spends the night at his place and her dad doesn't well, care. Yeah, there, there's weird yeah. gaps like that throughout the movie. The fact that like she goes to a keg party to at Noah Flynn's house because his parents are gone. And she yeah. gets so wasted that she has to spend the night there. And then th her parents don't ask, hey, why didn't you come home last night? Like at points, her parents are portrayed as being like kind of on the ball. Well, yes. her parent, because of course yeah. she's a dead mom. But um, at some points they're portrayed as on the ball. But then at other points, like there's the whole kissing booth scene. There's not a goddamn teacher in sight. Like, like how did they get this past? <laughs> how... You're so right. Like, I remember how... my talent show, my talent show audition. I did it with like, everybody wants to be a cat dance. <laughs> and it was considered too sexual because we did like we did like a Charlie something I don't know because we were how old are yeah. you I was like 17 oh okay that's that is older I mean that's like mean girls like they're probably there probably are people that do that but I'm it sure wasn't you even anything like mean no, girls sure, it was like sure we wore leotards and it was considered time, okay so the only time I've ever been on a talent show was when I was like three or four and it was for my elementary school <laughs> And it was like a bunch of my friends and I were like, we're going to do ballet. And literally it was just freestyle with no choreography. <laughs> Some wow. Music until someone mercy killed the tape and just like threw us off the stage. It was bad. Wow. They been like overly sexualizing things, but at least they try. So like, what about that scene with that? Like how, why does she think she could wear that skirt to school? Why is she naked in like every scene? Yeah. Well, well that, that was an 11 year old. Well, that was also confusing because she, the like the first or second scene of the movie is, yeah. Uh, once, once we get past the the opening montage, uh, which which oddly I did like, that was one of the few parts of the movie. See, I, I didn't like the opening montage. 
I thought it was lazy. Um, they do it again in the sequel. Yeah, it's it's lazy, but at least it's effective. Like she's kind of charming in the voiceovers to me. Yeah, she um, is. Good point. But but like the opening or the second scene of the movie is she gets in trouble at school for wearing a, a skirt that's too short because it starts to fight among the boys and it's against the dress code. Punishment as the guy who's tough because I genuinely yes. feel like we need to stop telling women what to wear and like. Instead of teaching girls to not wear things that would distract them, I found it confusing. At the like, same time, oh. how does she only have two pants to wear to school? No, exactly. How does she lose two pants? And why are you cleaning? Why are you cleaning your pants on the first day? Thing that she used to wear to school. Yeah. Why? Are you, also, it was also contrived to get the actress like in very little clothing because why are you? Why are your pants at the cleaners the first day of school? Mm -hmm. You haven't worn them all summer. I thought that was as yeah. someone who grew up going to private school. Definitely, you would have like four uniforms. Yeah on the first day i agree this this is an oddly horny movie though because there's also <laughs> there there's like a point in the movie where she gets like paint all over herself and she goes then goes into yeah. the boys locker room and because yeah. and because noah's bossing her around she decides the solution to this is to like strip down to her bra and panties it's and it's like this is bizarre yeah, it's the same. Oh, some things I hate about you. They definitely stole. Well, at the party when she's at the top of the table and starts dancing but stripping, that's one. Because Mary, I told that was the first time I was like, "Holy shit!" They're stealing from all these classic rom coms. There's oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, ten things I hate about you. Ten things I hate about you. Right there. <laughs> um, but I will. I will say. So we were talking earlier about actor quality. Yes. I I thought she was mildly charming in this, but it's. It's not really a hard lift for her, especially uh, if you've seen the act, which I I think she was nominated for. Yeah, an I think for that. Might have actually like, won. I can't remember. Yeah, she she is really good in that, and it yeah. just makes you I don't know, like like when I watched this, I was like, oh, she's kind of charming. The two brothers are are dicks. I do not like them. Um, <laughs> but but like then you see something like the act and you're like oh she's she's okay in the kissing booth but he kind of wastes her talent yeah i believe that I will waste the, her talent. the brothers were believable as brothers they look like lee is a, like, not as buff of a version but they look enough like that at least sometimes you can't buy people as brothers and it takes you mm -hmm. out of the movie uh yeah they i I don't know, and there was just like lots of oddly problematic stuff in there, like yes. the fact that um, oh, she gets groped by that guy and then decides I'll go out on a date with him. Yes, <laughs> no Why no was she? Sense. I mean, that's her first. It makes scene. no like, sense. Yeah, no. this. And then also, like when they gave like one, because I feel like this is a good scene to kind of push the boundaries and like make a mm -hmm. statement about how it's not a, like you shouldn't be groping people. Mm -hmm. so they have Noah Flynn say wearing a skirt like that is asking for it. Yeah, I mean, they do have him say, like, oh, we'll go down the sexist road, but it's very dismissive. It's very dismissive. It's like, what did you guys say earlier? And um, an easy way out. Yeah, and she never really sticks up. She's like, yeah, ha, ha. Like, it's just very lame. Yeah, and, this and you're right. Like, Steve, you hit the nail on the head. No woman that's like, yeah. like worth have like at someone like yeah. l so would go would out with a guy who groped her would yeah, anyone also go out with someone with the name tuffin no yeah. <laughs> well it's it's also the biggest uh the, the biggest plot point in the biggest plot hole in back to the future which is that for some reason they decide to hire biff as like their man about the house when he put the moves on lorraine 
Like, he, <laughs> he tried to sexually assault her, and now he's, they're, like, man about the house. Like, it makes no sense. No sense. And it's just played yeah, for laughs in the 80s, and it's played for laughs here. Like, this movie came out in 2018. Like, Why are we laughing weird. about someone being, and then it's, like, everyone's staring at her because she, she's in this, like, short skirt, and it's, like, yeah, I mean, if she was my daughter, would I let her grow up this house in that skirt? Like, no, I'd be, like, no, wear something else. I'll tell the principal, like, the dad doesn't even say that though. He doesn't even her. say anything. He lets her. You can um, literally see her underwear. I actually, I, I think that's. Un, I'm uncomfortable. Like women are aware enough of their bodies. Like I'm uncomfortable whenever. And this happens actually sometimes in movies. I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Good Kids. Don't see it. It's not good. But it stars Zoe Dutch, who actually is from. She's Leah Thompson's daughter. She's Lorraine's daughter in real life, and she's also an actress. Oh. Yeah, she's cute. She's a great actress. She's really charming and set it up. But she's in this lesser movie called Good Kids, and there's a similar plot point where she suddenly, you know, develops over the summer. And she's like, yeah, my shirts are so tight and short. I can't figure it out. It's like, okay. What? All right, whatever. And <laughs> my mom would have never let me, and if I, I didn't go to private school, so I couldn't wear a uniform. So even if I was learning, she'd be like, you wear something else that doesn't show your fucking underwear, and I will write a note to the principal. Mm. Yeah, no well, they- it's like, how would you, again, like, this does conflict with the fact that I definitely feel like a woman should be able to walk out with something like that and not be groped. Mm-hmm. Of course, of course. But I don't think it's believable in a private school that you could actually, I don't even think she would have made out a car. I mean, I went to a private school where people definitely, or girls, definitely did roll up their skirts, but that was ridiculous. It didn't even cover underwear. Yeah. Well, and, and also speaking, j- just to bounce to something else I saw in the agenda here, with this movie past the Bechdel test, uh, laughably, Maybe no. You're stumping ahead. Does she even? Does she no. even? Well, no. It's just. I didn't even include that on my outline. Well, it's she, point. well she, she has like a conversation with Molly Ringwald at one point, but, but otherwise, she seemingly has zero female friends in the entire movie. Like, she only has. She doesn't have female friends. No. And actually, the entire sequel, there's tension between her and one of Noah's female yeah. friends. Yeah. No, he's like guys are a prize and women cannot be. One of my one of my favorite quotes is from a book called The Happiness Project, where it says they say loneliness is the lack of female companionship. Mm. Like I mean, I was the I I mean I'll say I was the I'm the woman that gets long tends to get along better with men, generally. But you have a lot of female friends though. I mean, yeah, I'll say this, I'll say this, and Steve knows this, I have like, a ton of guy friends, but I would never be like, oh, I just get along better with guys. No, no, no. Like, you, you, need, female, you need female friendships for, female they're feeling friendship. a different, they're filling a different purpose, and I do think in general, women, I mean, this is definitely a tangent, but women are willing to forgive a lot more of their guy friends than they will of their female yeah. friends. Yeah. The standards yeah. are so much higher, and the standards are so much lower to get invited to anything. Like, if a guy is, like, in your eighth peripheral circle like you'll invite him to everything but like a girl has to be your best friend oh yeah I agree with that and it's like I mean I love Ricky I'm so excited to marry him yeah but he does not like he's on a different plane like you can't even compare him with what like where my female friends are yeah. Like, and it's not to say one is they're they're on the same level. I mean, like, they're both they're all on the same shelf. But it's he doesn't replace any of my female friendships. I was uncomfortable with some of the intimacy also between her and Lee. Like, I was like, okay, because I definitely had close guy friend. I wouldn't say like a best friend, but I had a guy friend that I was very close with all through high school and still am close with now. 
And I wouldn't like do sit-ups and have him hold my legs while I ate his burger. Like there were no. some things was like, it's a little much. No, it's a little <laughs> much. Um, I mean, I, I could, I knew, I have like- They grew up together. So I guess the guy friends to- that I was close with, I knew that we were willing to get closer when we were both in relationships. Interesting. And I don't think that's out of coincidence. I think there was like an awareness of like, I mean, it's kind of good. one of my f- most favorite rom-coms is When Harry Met Sally, where that's discussed. Like, can men and women just be friends? And it's honestly, like, when I was in my early 20s, I'd say, like, yeah, of course. But I really, I don't think so. I really don't think so. I don't think they can just be friends unless there's, like, something else there. And I'll, I can tell you, like, all my male friends now are in some kind of relationship. I don't know actually if mine are, but Steve, what do you think? Uh, do you have like an L or did you in high school? Um, here and there, like, um, just like girls I would be friendly with. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I, I don't know. I, I just feel like, um, it really feels the Bechdel test because we, we don't really learn much about her except her relationship with guys. Like she, you, she plays yeah. soccer. I guess. Which she, does, which she doesn't even drop that in the second movie. It's yeah. Again. And is she even friends with, I remember my high school, all the soccer girls were like friends with each other. They sat together at lunch. Why isn't she sitting with all the other soccer girls? Well, because she, she hates the only three other female characters in this movie. Right. Um, the, the OMGs, um, which frankly, their, their behavior didn't even seem that awful as far as no, movies were, go. They were just normal they were teenage so girls. Why are we villainizing these teenage girls that just want to be feminine? And like, I went through that phase. Like, yeah, I, I actually was like, like, I was uncomfortable with how they portrayed some of the stuff with the OMGs. Like, oh, yeah. they're popular, so they're only having bananas and water for lunch. Like, <laughs> I mean, this is where one of those things where Mean Girls did such a good job because, like, we, we have, like, in some way OMGs in there, right? We have the three girls that are best friends, but then you see that they're actually yeah, more than this Regina ends up to be, like, this amazing athlete and has these anger issues. Well, Steve, remind, that reminds me, what you said reminds me of something else. Do we know like what they like? I mean, we know she thinks he's hot, but do we know what he likes about her? Because I really couldn't figure it out. Oh, no, I know the answer to this. Pick one girl, it doesn't fall <laughs> so it's like, I like that I, you don't like me. Like, I just thought that was very immature. No, so she doesn't fall to his feet. Yeah. Right, I remember him saying that, but I just- and That's I, such a cliche, isn't it? I just, I found, it, <laughs> I found the timing. I found it all a little uncomfortable that it was like, she developed this body all the other guys wanted to date her. She didn't give, you know, away her cards that she wanted to date Noah. And then he's like suddenly all about her. He's known her forever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, we haven't mentioned either that one of the plot points is the fact that he intimidates and beats up other guys if they try to date her. Yeah. Which, which, so which, so, okay, so, so some of, maybe we've hinted to this before, but Mary and I are both in the medical profession. And I'm pretty sure that goes under like manipulation. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, these are things we're like trained to look out for, especially with female patients. And it's like a little bit, it's definitely uncomfortable. It's definitely uncomfortable. How many times in the movie did they have her go, Noah, stop, it's okay, I'm fine. Stop, Noah, please. <laughs> that happened, I lost count. It was like at least five. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's weird. He beats, Noah, the, he beats the crap Noah. out of at least three people in this movie. You can imagine, Steve, how it goes when he's on the other side of the country. Yeah, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> no, I, I did read about the second movie. Yeah. There's a good There's a good Vulture article where it's, I, I, 
I have these questions after watching the kissing booth too, and it's it's literally just forty questions, and I'm I'm sure I would enjoy that more than actually watching the movie. So oh, yeah. I I read I read that article instead of watching. I the, think the only part in the kissing booth too, we meet this guy who actually respects Elle as a person. And she ignores him. He's not that great, but the bar for guys in this universe is so low. I think Mm -hmm. he sees it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and also that that would be fine if that was the point of these movies. The fact that, you know, if you're a teenager, a lot of teenagers are just frankly shitty to one another. Like, I look back at my behavior as a teen and I'm like, yeah, I probably wasn't great to some people. But but that's not the point of these movies. The point is that she is in love with this guy and they they at the end of the movie they end up together and she's glad to have met him and fallen in love. Um, because of the kissing because if it wasn't for the kissing she says that she was yeah. started because of the kissing because he showed up and kissed her and then it sparked mm-hmm. something. But it was like really like you think you also you never I thought, would have I thought the kissing booth scene so anticlimactic like he was there it was obvious they were gonna kiss it was obvious she was gonna take off the blindfold. And then I love how they tried to create drama out of like, nobody tell Lee, even though the entire school just saw and filmed it. And then they immediately go and tell Lee. I'm like, okay, well, you've just built up a little bit of excitement. And now let's immediately trash that because nothing about this movie is good. Okay, I mean, Steve, you kind of made a good point about like, what's the purpose of this movie? So the movie is, she likes this guy who likes her back. Okay, cool. But she can't date him because her best friend said she can't because it's his brother. That rule only applies to her because it's not like she has a hot sister, right? Yeah, and it's like it's like because of rule number nine. The rules I made when they were six. It would so have the whole time I'm watching this movie. I'm like, I ever be all like, of this? That just seems like something girls would do. Like I can't yeah. picture driving. Like, so, I remember making best friend rules with my best friend in third grade. I don't think we followed a single one. <laughs> they, still, they still have to follow it. I mean, it's still a source of stress with Lee in the second movie because they had a rule they were going to go to USC together. It's just like ridiculous. It's so I mean, weird. It's so weird that he's like using these things to control her. So this is where we get to about my problem with Lee. He's like this really <laughs> manipulative, controlling guy who's trying to tell her that she can't be with someone she loves. Like, let's say, like, this Noah character's fine. They're trying to work shit out. He's hot. They're attracted to each other. In any other scenario, they would have just dated, and it would have been fine. Right. The whole thing is because her best friend says she can't date him, so now she's crying, and their heart broke, blah, 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 blah. Because this guy is trying to control her. And you're right, Mary. In the second movie, it's because she can't fucking go to any other school except UC Berkeley. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, sorry. Are you fucking yeah. kidding me? Also, like, I have to go to UC Berkeley because I'm going to UC Berkeley. You can't date he's with another girl. He's fucking another girl. Okay, well, you, you can't you can't date my brother. I don't know if they are sleeping together. He well, it doesn't matter. He's with another girl, so it's not even like yeah. she's like he just wants every like. And then there's this whole thing about like, oh, I'll go to prom with you too. Like I'll have my girlfriend, and then I'll have you too. You reminded me of something though. Why was he so fixated on whether or not they were sleeping together? That seemed to be like the one cardinal sin. Yeah, it's okay. They kissed at the kissing booth but as long as they didn't bump coochies. Right. He's like, I'm like, he's literally kill you. He said, oh, I hope you didn't sleep together. And then he said something really misogynistic to her where he's like, oh, you're just effing my brother. I was like, whoa. Yeah, it was, I, I could understand him, like, not liking the fact that right. he's, that they're dating, but, like, his reaction right. is just way too over the top about it. Way too. 
I mean, he definitely has some issues with his brother, right? He There's, like, something's going on with him. If you grow up in the shadow of someone who's, I assume he's athletic, because let's be real, he's not getting into Harvard on merit. If he's super athletic, super good-looking, cool, ladies love him, of course you're going to grow up with some kind of, you know, inferiority complex. Well, Mary, you grew up in the shadow of an older sister, and it spurred you to become valedictorian. So oh clearly, so podcast. So so clearly, we don't edit here. I don't think any of us grew up in any shadows, though. None of us were like Noah. No. No. Well, like I can, I, can I was the older sibling, but I feel like later Layla, who is one of also I guess guests in the show, so she. I feel like she's a better I, version I, of I me. A guy friend, I would never be like Lisa's happily married. But if I were younger and had a guy friend you know, that was interested, I would never be like, oh, you can't date Lisa, that's weird for me. You know, like, that's, and I think especially in this movie universe, it's like, Noah's the only good-looking guy in the mm. movie. Who else is she supposed to date? Jen wasn't ever like, oh, Mary, you can't, you can't date that person. I would that's never. My, that's my friend. I would never date someone younger. That's not true, but, I, <laughs> like, when we were growing up, I would have never dated any of Jen's friends, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, if you wanted to, do you think Jen would have, like, then 100%. She would have cared less than I would, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, not, I don't know. It's, it's also weird just because the dynamic between that, like Lee, if, if he really lived in the shadow of his older brother, yeah. he, he, he seemed like a pretty normal kid. Like he's, I don't know. He attracts a girl. Like, I feel like he's not some weird <laughs> intel living in his basement who can't get dates. That's like, true. That's true. It's so, well, I mean, remember That's how I met your mother? Crazy. They talked about the hook. Like how people like to last. Wait, say that again, Mary. Well, the fact that like you're saying he is well adjusted and he does have a girlfriend, I feel like that excuses his behavior even less. Yeah, I agree. Yes. He is this guy living like under the. But you know, do you guys think that Lee is trying to keep Elle on the hook? I don't know. I think with friends, like long-term guy girlfriends, if something was going to happen, like one of them would have made a move by then. But, so do you think he's trying to like have his cake and eat it too? Like he wants to make out and have the girlfriend and Rachel, but then wants that <laughs> soulmate no, thing no, from Elle? Like why, what right is now. his whole thing with like wanting to have Elle around no, and like not be with... No, because remember he encouraged her to go on the date with Tuppen. He was like, you've never been on a date. You need to go on a date. You need to be kissed. Like all this stuff. Okay, okay. So I don't think he would say that if he really didn't want her to date anyone. I mean, Noah was the one who didn't want her to date anyone, which is problematic as well. Yeah. I think in the, right. in These Flynn the... boys are problematic. Lee's trying to control her. I think in the second movie, his controlling is even worse than this one. Because in this one, he's like, oh I just God. don't want you to date my brother. Please don't date my brother. I have a complex when it comes to my brother. You know I have a complex when it comes to my brother. In the second movie, it's worse when he's, like, upset because she wants to apply to school in Boston. <laughs> Yeah, like, how fucked weird. up is that? It's like, controlling. I be her own person. It's kind of stupid. He's stupid that A, it takes him so long to figure out what's going on, quite honestly. But then B, you know, he kind of already knew. Like, even at the pool, the very first scene of the movie, he's like, oh, yeah, you got some drool. Like, he can tell she's into him. So it's yep. just cruel to forbid her at that, I think. I, yeah, I, I feel like if I had a best friend who was into, like, well, my sister's much younger than me, so it doesn't really matter. But I would be like, fuck yeah, I want you to be my sister-in-law. Like, that would be amazing. I don't, think guys, I don't think guys think that way, though. What were you going to say, Steve? Uh, I, I just think it's, it's just a poorly written movie. So why is, he, why is he doing this thing? Because it's in the script. 
Like that's probably the answer. Um, and it, <laughs> this this oddly made me more interested to read the book that this is based on. Oh God! Because I'm like, oh, I wonder if this is just like a poorly written book or if it's a poorly written like adaptation. Because well, I I can understand where it's like. No, it's not. Oh, there's more reason. For it's these not mutually exclusive. I bet it's both. I bet it's, it's like, probably both. I mean, I've never actually read the thesis. My thesis mentor, my my thesis mentor says has this, had this quote. You go, you put in shit, you get out shit. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that applies here. You put in shit, you get out shit. You had something that was poorly written, you put it in, and shit I came out. They, I think they did the best with what they had, meaning they obviously spent, it's Netflix, so they had a lot of money to burn on, you know, I think it was filmed in Cape Town. Um, so, like, the scenery's really gorgeous. They have really good-looking people in the movie, uh, sort of. And, um, you know, it's really glossy. So I think, you know, it's like you can put lipstick on a pig, but the script is still a pig. I mean, I will say, though, I do think the chemistry, and it's more probably more attests to the acting skills of Joey King and whoever played Noah. No, I think the chemistry, chemistry was dated. real. Elliot, did this come out of research? They dated. Really. They dated? Yes. Uh, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah, Steve, bring it up. Well, he's dating Zenaida now. Well, well, that's the thing. Like, it, it must have been fun on that set for the sequel because from the timeline, it sounds like they, they broke up somewhere between like yes, the first and second yes. movies. So, and, and now there's a Is third. Is that why he's one. barely in the second one? Well, he's in it. I'm noticing this correlation between me disliking the no, second one more and no one not being in the second one very much. Steve is 100% correct about the timing because I'm sure they're professionals, but there's a promo for when they announce that there's a sequel and the whole like kind of bit at the end is like, is, is uh, Noah coming back? And he's like, I'll be back as Noah Flynn. And he looks absolutely miserable. Like, it looks like he's <laughs> holding a gun to his head, which makes me think that Joey King, Elle dumped him because I think probably she did get more success you know, as professionally than him. And she, she's very classy, but she's kind of alluded to that being a component of their breakup. And she said she wouldn't date actors again. So you're kind of like, what happened there? But, <laughs> uh, oh my God, that must've been an awkward set for the sequel. And their chemistry in the second one wasn't as great. There was less makeout scenes, as you notice. Well, well he's like, make out a ton in the first one and like barely any in the second one. It's too painful. It's too raw. can you imagine i mean it's one thing to like break up in in the normal world but you never have to kiss that person again you never have to like pretend to be in love imagine i mean props you know whatever steps to uh to noah because that could not have been easy i actually felt Uh, that Um, i think they filmed two and three back to back one of our best so one of my mine and mary's best friends i'll never forget this we were at dinner with one of our best friends and our parents and we're talking about breakups at the time for some reason and we're talking about breakups in the time of social media. Mm. But I think at the time, like, I had found out, oh, I was oh, single at the time, I found out one of my exes was dating someone else. I don't know if this is the same friend, but one of our best friends is married to her brother's best friend. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the same. Yeah, yeah, so it's okay. we were at dinner with her parents. This is when all three of us were single. Okay. And her dad goes, when I, back in my day, when I had a breakup, they were dead to me. They were dead. <laughs> and he, he, and he, that. he was like, he could do, he's like, I could do that. He was like, I can do that. But now you guys can't do that. Because I think at the time I was upset. I found out one of my exes was marrying someone or dating someone. And I don't remember angry. this at all. But I think it, sometimes it also goes the other way. And you're dead to someone, you get no answers. Like there's a lot of, my mom can't believe the culture of like ghosting. Oh, yeah. Mm. 
there's that too but yeah i mean that's that, that is interesting though that one of our best friends is married to her brother's best friend but he yeah. couldn't have been happier yeah and they were older and more mature than everyone literally. they were like more mature and it was it was just it was i mean it's a very romantic story i think it's like as it's like but yeah i mean and i know someone that i again we're not we're close in like a facebook kind of way we're not good friends but, you know, I, there were two guys that I grew up with, probably went to as far as seventh or eighth grade, and then they went to an all-boys school, and I went to another high school, it was mostly women. And uh, now, one of them is married to the other's younger sister, which is a little bit weird, because they I mean, definitely- I feel like it makes sense, because yeah. it's like, um, people, like, it makes sense that if you love someone so much as, like, a sibling, that you would maybe love- I, I think it makes sense <laughs> to fall in love with your sibling's what? best friend. Well, I guess that's what I'm also, to I say. think sometimes you know. I think it makes women, sense. Women, have you guys read Little Women? No. They capture this, and I think there might even be a Sex and City battle, although I've never seen it. Like when you break up with someone, you kind of break up with their family. Sometimes yeah. you just love the family. Sometimes you're just like, yeah, I gotta it can get go out. the other way around. But I was also just saying, like, if you love someone, like let's say you love someone so much that they're like. Like, I'm trying to think of, like, the best friend and the sibling, like, the brother. But then you can't really see them as that way. But it makes sense to me, like, psychologically that maybe their sibling would be equivalent to that, but in a more romantic way. Here, to me, I don't think it's completely far-fetched to fall in love with your best friend's sibling. Here's, I what, I would, what, here's what I would compare it to. Uh, when you're, like, in fourth grade, who's your best friend? It's probably the kid who lives next door to you. Yeah. It's a proximity thing. Yeah. So, so if you're a teenager, it would make sense to me that uh, who who is the person that you end up liking? Oh, it's if you're over your best friend's house all the time, it's his brother, his totally. sister, yeah. that kind of thing. If they're older, especially, they just have the sheen of being really cool. I mean, I remember yeah. when I was fourth grade, thinking well, sixth graders were so old and cool. Yeah, and it, yeah. Might, it might be like the only like I don't know older. <laughs> older teenage woman that you are around right, at right. all if you're like a 14 yeah. year old boy right so. right and i actually think one thing this movie does capture although i would say it's more of a middle school thing than a high school thing or maybe to some extent isn't it so true like if it's a smaller school and there's like one or two really good looking guy every girl just has this crush on the same guy yeah everyone had yeah. the same crush on the same guy when i was in middle school grade, seventh grade dances would be a lot better if everyone liked you know kind of everyone sort of i don't know square dance style everyone had a partner but it's really like oh, like 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 in med school oh my god well that's more of like a, just a crazy flow chart <laughs> so mary and i are referencing our med school class had an insane number of couples like we sat and counted it because everyone lived in the same place so. yeah it was yeah. so weird it was so we weird. Never, it, was yeah. it was just so we weird we well in in contrast i went to public school so you could get rejected by many people in those <laughs> it was it was so much it was so much better when you look at it that way yeah, yeah that's that's true that's true but yeah i just felt like you know at least thinking back to my middle school days it was like yeah we all like the same one or two cute boys yeah. that's, how it, that's how it goes and probably the same thing yeah. for the guys. Although. There weren't that many cute guys in my middle school. And there's like a reason I never dated in high school. <laughs> I was just like not into anybody. The reason I never dated in high school, at least in part, my guys at my high school, if there were guys in my high school, they were mostly gay. I had to outsource for a lot of the dances mm. for me. <laughs> um, I think I don't need to toot my own horn, but you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be cocky tonight. <laughs> I think deep down, I could like 
sense because I remember even my prom, like at my prom feeling very, I've always been a very intuitive person. I'm an INTJ. And even with my prom date, I could just feel like this discomfort. And I don't think it was anything about the guy. He was a lovely guy. This was nothing to say about him. But I think I could sense that I was just like not attracted and having that intimacy of even just dancing with someone I was just like not comfortable with. So although at the time I said I didn't date anyone because no one ever asked me out, but probably I feel like maybe deep down I put up walls because there's no one I felt comfortable being that vulnerable with. Yeah, that's that's normal for a teenager, though. I feel yeah, like... I was going to say that, Steve. I agree. Yeah. I don't think a lot of teenagers are even mature enough to be in real relationships. Well, I mean, I didn't have my first kiss when I was 19. How old were you guys when you had your first kiss? Yeah, very close. Mm. I was either 19. Yeah, I think I was 19. 15 or 16, I want to okay, say. Steven. Public school. Oh, my God. <laughs> school, too. Well, no, I know, but you know what I will say? Like, I'm sure we all could have had getting close with guys. Like, I was always close, and then I do the dog. No, but I'm sure, and actually, you guys are first kiss is going to be one of my lingering questions, but I'm sure we all could have had our first kiss earlier. I think it's like, you know, sometimes it's a byproduct of your selective about who you are. At least I know in high school, there was like nobody I want. I didn't want to go on date. Like, I didn't, there wasn't people I necessarily wanted to date for the most part. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's a choice. Um, and sometimes it's, you know, you haven't connected with someone. And I think a lot of it was just not being ready, quite frankly. Well, I think for yeah, me, no. was, I remember really wanting it. Like, I really wanted to kiss someone. Yeah. I really wanted to go out. But when it got close, I, like, almost had these panic attacks. And I think that did was you, just... Did like, you worry that you would not know how to kiss someone because you did it so no, late? No, I think it was yeah. just, like, a really... I just remember feeling this very strong discomfort. And then at the last minute, I gave him the cheek. I was just like, I'm out. <laughs> I was notorious for giving the cheek. Wow. It was um, bad. I never it was really bad. And I, I think it was like just panic thing. Like, my intuition like, sense that I didn't actually like them. Yeah, I didn't give the cheek, but I think I had probably a couple of quasi dates in high school that because I was so shy and the guy was so shy, it just never happened for us. Um, it well, be Mary, like, it's it's because you didn't have a Noah Flynn at your high school. There was no football team, so one hundred percent is because we didn't have a football team. That is completely why. But yeah, I mean, there was a guy I went to prom. So my first, my junior year prom date. If you were any farther in the closet, he'd be in Narnia. He was definitely gay. <laughs> and then my senior prom, my senior prom date, and I, I think we did have like a, a something, and we hung out a few times before. You know, we went to colleges in different um, states. And like the last time we hung out, I think we went to a movie or something and we were probably in my driveway till 2 a.m. talking, nothing, nothing happened. No, no first kiss. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, I remember feeling like with my prom date, I remember feeling like we were chemistry partners. I remember feeling comfort with him. You had chemistry? Yeah, we were chemistry. Uh, Cute. When we were dancing, I was just like, nothing. Like we can have a ton of things in common. And, like, I genuinely enjoy spending time with him. But when it came yeah. to, like... There's nothing more high school than going to... It was cute. I remember looking at him and being like, okay, he checks off these boxes. Yeah, no, it's... I just want to ask him out. But then when we were there, I was just like, I feel nothing. And almost that... Because I felt nothing but was forced to be... And, like, there's nothing sexual... Yeah. Well, there's about dancing well, it's a weird bond, though. I mean, you definitely, like, always know, I think, or remember who you went to prom with. I'll give you a story. You know, I was maybe nine, 10 years old and we were in this pool near where my grandma lived at the time in Maryland. 
and my mom, this guy, like, comes up to us that, like, also has small kids, and he and my mom talk, and we were like, who is that? And she was like, oh, that was Keith Price. That was my high school prom date. And we were like, oh. And she was like, oh, no, no. Like, we went as friends. Like, we both didn't have someone romantic. Yeah, so I, I mean, like, we, went as, we went as friends, but I was still, like, like, when we were dancing, and, like, I remember, actually, now that I think of it, I kept using something else. Okay, so he had vomited earlier, and I kept using the <laughs> as an excuse to excuse myself because I kept, kept smelling, but honestly, it wasn't that. It was him looking at my eyes. Like, I couldn't look him in the eyes. Okay, but none of this sounds good. <laughs> no, but isn't that amazing? Like, it wasn't actually, I kept using the vomit, like, breath as an excuse, but that actually wasn't what no, bothered me. That's what I'm saying. You weren't ready. You weren't in the ready. eyes because it was too intimate for me. Yeah, it was too ready. intimate. Steve, what like was your first kiss under better circumstances? Had she just vomited? No, I can't talk about my first kiss. That was, <laughs> I'm asking Steve, that was like that was a that was a me too thing. Uh let's see. Mine was just like my first, in, no, my first in a car after a date. So the thing was okay. under much better circumstances. Okay. All right, fair enough. So wait, where are we? So oh, yeah, we, we should, we should I we I wanna bring built into this movie because like one all right, I guess, all right, let's go to the skeleton. Okay, iconic scenes, we talked about the kissing booth scene. Yeah. Any other, was there, was there, let's not, because to have an iconic scene, you need to be an iconic movie, which is- There's really movie. none. A lot of is, there, is there a scene that did stick with you guys that you were like, okay, this is a lovely scene? No. Um, my favorite part, I, I, I mentioned it already, my favorite parts of this movie were the opening and ending montages. Like the, the scenes during the credits, they're actually kind of charming. Where, yeah, those were like, good. I'm like, oh, of all the things, this movie runs for two hours. Like, it seems like they did not cut much, except they cut, cut a like, a bunch of, like, charming little moments between the characters that actually made them seem more charming. Those were as bloopers yeah. at the end of the movie. And I'm like, oh, well, I would have preferred to see this. It was a little too, like, it was a little too fake for me. It felt like they were putting those in, like, they weren't real. I started it's watching and it was like, why do these feel like contrived? Different. Some I of them are like, like, like a take where it's like, okay, just do whatever you feel. Yeah. But, but instead, we just get like this really, it's so drawn out, this movie. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, it, it feels like it could have ended earlier. And I don't know, they, I feel like they could have cut this, cut this to a tight 90. It could have ended with a kissing booth. It could have climaxed at the kissing booth, truly. But no, yes. let's, let's have you know, these, like, fake romantic suitors, and let's have a prom, and let's have a day after prom, because, oh my god, it's our birthday, and let's make it a costume party, and then let's have, like, a tearful goodbye airport scene. <laughs> Tropes can we shove into 30, yeah. the last 30 minutes? This felt like two years of my life. So, here's the thing. So, the scene I really potentially could have liked was a scene with the Hollywood sign, where he takes but then I'm like, first of all, that is not, that's a pretty big cliche to take someone. They did that on The Bachelorette and it was more romantic. Yeah, that's more. But the other thing is, how does she go from like her first kiss to like suddenly losing her virginity? I, like, there's so many. Yeah, I love that too. I, I thought it would be more of a thing. And I, I guess they did show her like being responsible and kind of buying condoms. But I thought that was like a little surprising too. It was like, oh, it was probably the second or third time they kissed. I think it was the third. And, and she's just like gonna, like she's just gonna have then, sex with him. And then they spend yeah. the night. And then spend the night in the hall. Like, didn't they get cold? The was like, oh, his, his, his smirk got the best of me. And when you know, you know. And I was like, oh my God, girl, no, you're 16. I, I think, no, I, I didn't like that either. And obviously, some of it's probably shaped by my own, you know, religious no. views. 
but I thought that was way too fast. Well, I can tell you that you and I, well, you and I don't share the same religious views, but I felt like that was way too fast. Yeah, and like, yeah. But even if it wasn't, even if it wasn't, like, you know, I really feel like women should just do whatever they feel like we shouldn't. Oh, I did, have you seen the movie did, Love and Basketball? It's like very not, similar. It's like a childhood friend. It'd be like she lost her virginity to Lee, but it's a very similar thing where she goes from basically never kissing a guy to like they kiss and then like the night of their prom or something, they sleep together. And it, it, it's like, yeah, and both times the guy's kind of like, yeah, he's like, we don't have to do this, but that's really it. He doesn't put up much of a, you know. He doesn't put up much of a fight. And it's, I don't know. I felt like in some ways I like that they didn't make a big deal about a woman having sex because I we feel like we make, we we make way bigger deal of a woman having sex and men having sex. Which just, actually kind of reminds me of like, um, like in 80s movies. Like, did you see the movie Ferris Bueller? Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure Steve's seen it. Oh, of course. Yeah. So like, I would say that's a movie where it's like, clearly Ferris and Sloan are sleeping together and they don't have to talk about it. Like just the way mm-hmm. Ferris is so cavalier about how like Cameron's going to fall in love with the first girl who sleeps with him. And just, he says these really like jarringly adult things and they're like a cool popular couple. So it's just kind of implicitly assumed that they are sleeping together. They don't have to talk about it. And I think that is something that sometimes movies do to kind of normalize it, even though in reality, I would think most teenagers in high school. So here's my problem with the whole like sex thing, right? It's like, she didn't really get to, like, she's, okay, the way the movie trajectory is going is that her and Noah are going to end up together, but she hasn't experienced anyone else. But it's like Twilight. It's like she doesn't anyone need to. Else. He's preventing any other guy from asking her out. She hasn't even kissed anyone else. The only guy who's like made a move on her turned out to be this pervy, preppy guy. That's how desperate she was. I cannot believe she said yes to him asking her. Yeah, well, no, no I'm not even talking about Tuppet. I'm talking about the other guy. Yeah, then there's the other oh, yeah, guy. The preppy guy was awful. Also, he had a weird awful. accent. And then it's also like, I kind of was like, yeah, go ahead and sleep with him. But also, like, if you're going to, like, you should also date other guys. It doesn't mean just because you slept with him doesn't mean you have to be his girlfriend. Yeah, there were a lot of people in this movie with, like, unexplained accents, I would say. It's actually Jacob Lordy is, uh, Noah is Australian, so props to him for not sounding Australian. But, like, I thought the Flynn's dad had a weird accent, and the preppy guy, it was like, oh, did you just, like, pull people off the street in South Africa? I think so. And then they had the British, the British PTA, the British student yeah. body president. Oh, yeah. I, so I listened to- the I watch movies with captions, with subtitles, and her, whenever she spoke, it said British Beauty. British Beauty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> her name, you just had to call her British Beauty. What the yeah, everyone, this is, yeah, reduced is, is she the only diverse person in this movie, I feel yeah, like? One of the OMGs is black. Oh, okay. Name her right now, Mary. She. <laughs> okay. Come on, she has a name. Because Mia's the one he likes, Olivia's the blonde, Gwyneth, I did watch this movie, Gwyneth's the black one. Okay. While we're on the topic of can we talk about how (laughs) Mia is like a poor man's, was it Lee and Meester? What's her name? Oh my god. She looks like, Ricky was even watching with me, he goes, what else has she been? She she hasn't been in anything else, she just looks like a poor man's Lee and Meester. She's a bargain basement Lee and Meester. The one thing I will say, and that's kind of funny, Anything that's came up in the trivia for Kissing Booth too, one of the OMGs couldn't come back. Maybe it was her replaced with a new actress. Couldn't tell at all. Oh my god! <laughs> really? They replaced her? I had no idea. Yeah, because I think I, I honestly I love a recast. 
Like, I, don't, don't kill off McDreamy because Patrick Dempsey didn't want to do the show anymore. Do a recast. Who needs him? Like, that, <laughs> I love a bold recast. Killing G's is less effective because it's like, yeah, I, I mean, we could not pick those girls out of a lineup. Uh, well, while we're talking about the OMGs and recasting, why don't we talk about characters? So casting, we kind of talked about a bit about their acting. Like, this episode, we're definitely straying away from the skeleton. There's nothing, there's no substance in this movie. There's no substance, so, like, what can we do? Um, but do you feel like Joey King was well cast? I agree Steve. She was trying. Sure. Like, she did what she could with it. Yeah, I would say sure, too. Do you think someone else could have maybe done a better job with the role? Like, maybe someone that didn't look so, like... Someone who's acting right childish. now. Childish? hard, because I, I don't know a lot of... Maybe I don't it would be more comfortable to hide disparity if it was, like, also someone that didn't look like a child. Like, I just kept thinking about Joey King as Ramona and Beezus well, Ramona. The, the problem is, that didn't, didn't, Netflix, didn't Netflix already do a movie that's about a tall girl that's yeah. a rom-com? Yeah. So yeah. they, they should have just merged those two movies. Like, they yeah. should have ca- had the girl from that movie in this movie. And Joey Joey King could have been in a movie about being a short girl. Yeah. Hashtag synergy. Hashtag yeah. synergy. Yeah, I don't know. I thought, yeah, I thought she was as good as anyone else, you know, would be in the movie. I didn't really I think, think it would be nice to pick someone that like wasn't that pretty. I don't think she is though conventional. No, I think she's so beautiful. Yeah, but do you, I mean she's not like a Zendaya. No, she's not a Zendaya. But I think she was still, like, too pretty. Like, she was, she's, and I was like, there's also this over-sexualizing of this child form. I don't know. I keep talking about it, but it was just, like, pretty. But she's not too, like, she wasn't, like, a model. She's she, she has a Rachel Lee Cook quality to her. Yeah, from, uh, yes, she does. Where, where it's, like, I don't know. They lean into the fact that she matured over the summer. But it's like, eh, I'm, I'm sure she was still pretty before that. Exactly. Like, I'm sure. It's hard to believe guys not giving her attention even pre. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, yeah. Mean, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm obviously because you know the first time I saw her was in that is in the Ramona and Beezus movie, and then she was in Crazy Ooh, Stupid Love. I can't weird. not see her as a child. I know. But I also I feel like there's this weird in our culture. We have this weird sexualization of like youth. In the sense, of even like the way we portray, um, what's her name, Ariana Grande. Yeah. Like all these things, where it's like we can't just maybe appreciate. I I thought she was good though. I do agree. It's weird because I also first saw her as Ramona, or as um, yeah, as Ramona, uh, and Selena Gomez was Jesus in that movie. And I just remember as a little kid. So like, for to watch this movie, that was my only reference point for so, her. And then five minutes in, they're sexualizing her. I'm like, oh, this is weird. So Mary, do you think my question for you? Do you think we're hypocrites? Because on yeah. the other hand, we have Zach Braff, who we like. We have no problem sexualizing. Well, like our him. first instance with him is like in High School Musical. Zach Efron, you mean? Zach Efron. Okay, I have problems. <laughs> do you think we're Do you think we're like hypocrites because we have no problems like sexualizing? these boys uh, like, he hypocrite. called me a perv he was like he was no. like he's playing an 18 year old you're so pervy we're hypocrites, and i was like you're right i'm being a perv no if we're hypocrites it's not for that reason okay why are we hypocrites then i don't think we are actually okay. um well because we're gonna talk about noah and that's gonna be an nsf yeah i mean i'm not gonna lie that he was tasty should we talk about it yeah let's talk about him <laughs> okay would we all date noah yeah hell yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god, he's uncomfortably attractive. <laughs> I, I went out so I went out for drinks with my friend Molly um the other week and 
we were at a pizza place, but then on the TV, they were playing an NBA game. And there was this one, I wish I knew, but I don't know the name of the player. It was just very muscular. And she's like, there's some guys that you see. And you're just like, that is a man. And that's Noah. I mean, yeah. But not to me, it wasn't even like, I didn't, I never really cared about body. For me, it was like, I the didn't way he looked at her and that no. smirk and I that like, either, even but when like, they kissed I, at the kissing booth and he looked at her, I would like, it remind, it honestly, it did remind me of like some of my first kisses. It's the, and the, more than the part, so it's not just the body, it's the whole thing. It's the, it's whole, the whole thing. thing. Yeah, this movie, it's total fantasy, although she did date him in real life. But it's total fantasy. It's like escapist. I'm gonna like, call. I think that actor is going to end up in some other things. Like I think he can be, I feel like he's going to pull a Ryan Gosling because Ryan yeah. Gosling Oof. was objectified in the notebook. <laughs> he was like, but then you in reality, he was in all these indie movies. He was in all these indie movies before the notebook where he was this amazing actor. And it wasn't until after the notebook that it really came out of what a good actor he was. And I think the same thing's going to happen with this guy. I, I think he's, he's going to be like that guy who played Superman. Brandon Roth or Ralph, where exactly, exactly, um, where no, he's he is a he is an attractive yes. dude. He's going to be cast in a lot of things. Brendan Fraser was like this for a while too. Where oh yeah, like, or like oh, Brendan, I love Brendan Fraser. Don't just Brendan, Brendan Fraser, Steve. Or, or like a a Josh a Josh Hartnett, where they try to make they try to make these guys of questionable acting ability, and they'll just keep casting them. And no, I don't know. Steve, they'll, they'll make some Fraser moves. in Scrubs. He was so good in Scrubs. I, I'm with Steve. I bet he flames out. I don't think he's talented yeah. enough. Yeah, but exactly. Brendan Fraser was in Scrubs, which he was when he first came up. He was like an A-list actor. They yeah. were like pushing him as like oh yeah, a, like a, a Tom Cruise type. Yes, he was. Um, yeah, he was a leading man. Yeah, and I, he he's actually okay in some smaller role is he in Ple- no pleasantville is uh Toby Toby Maguire. I'm, I'm thinking of blast of the past which is not as good uh, yeah, um, no, definitely not as good alicia silverstone though you said she hasn't worked in 20 years you just proved yourself wrong <laughs> i feel like she hasn't but um <laughs> she's working now she's all over netflix she's in the new oh, baby she is? what she's in the new babysitters club series as one of their moms christy's mom mm-hmm. what i heard she's in the new i can't watch that I yeah, can't she's, watch. She's, she's getting those netflix dollars yeah i mean you yeah. you mentioned later my netflix subscription money is going to to alicia silverstone what about yeah. yeah you mentioned late meester earlier she's she's playing moms on network sitcoms now that's crazy. She's thirty-two. I can't. I can't. She's probably not much older. I have. I have a problem with aging. I can't. Yeah. We need to change this. Okay, she's thirty. Thirty-four. She's thirty. Her, her show. Her show was actually good. It was called uh, Single Parents. Um, I didn't see it. No, it's. I mean, it was just a network sitcom, but it's it's decent. But yeah, it um, got a lot of press because I think Tyler from The Bachelorette was on it, but apparently he couldn't act. No, probably. Wait, not. wait, wait! But back to the topic, Steve. Would you date L? Uh no, that's it's just too weird. Like if I would if I was fifteen, I would date her, but that's yeah. well, that's what we're all talking about. Like so, if you're fifteen, if it was age appropriate, you would date her. Um yeah, I mean she's she's cute. She seems fine in the movie. Yeah. Um, like way too obsessed with her weird best friend dude, who's kind of weird. But yeah. um yeah. Also, you you guys did skip over one thing that I want to talk about, yeah. which is best usage of a song. Because, oh, yeah. because I have one. I, oh yeah. I, I'm I'm gonna do my pick first because it's the only song I noticed. For some reason, <laughs> their their prom, the cover band is playing right here, right now by Jesus Jones, which 
is do you guys even know what this song is no, no. what song is that it, it probably went right over your head it it is a song from 1990 in 1991 and when i heard it because i heard it as a kid i'm like why the hell are they playing this song at their prom like it would be like if they played i don't know vanilla ice or something like that <laughs> but, they were but born. Yeah, but that, but that's like a comedy song, at least, like Ice Ice Baby. But this, it's just like, no, this is a generic rock song from the 90s. I, and finally, I looked it up. It so why came do you out, think? It, it, it came out the year these kids would have been born. Oh, wow. that's probably why that's the band did the prom. Guess. Yeah, that's what I was going to guess, because it was Memories was the theme. Yeah, and it's so like... Wouldn't it be Memories from, like, songs they, they would know? Mm-hmm. Or it's from more recent than that, I guess. Well, I, I just remember at my, at my prom, they played some awful, like, hair metal song from, like, 1984. And it was oh. because that was the year you guys were Yeah, yeah, like, by, oh, God, I can't even remember. It was, it, like, White Snake or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, I don't think I they did that at my prom. I don't remember a single song from this movie. Okay, so I have one. It's a cover. It's Don't worry, though, it's not... The, the misused and just kind of emotionally manipulated. But, but sorry, I mean, no, but see, that's a good point, is like using the prom the prom scene, though, the song for the prom scene is important. So it is interesting. Yeah. No, I that like the, the iconic scene, because you have to pick well, an iconic song. Yeah, well, prom it, scenes. it was also clearly Netflix didn't want to pay money for They're all covers. They're I mean, all covers. I think a 15-year-old <laughs> audience is going to notice, you know, or care. No. I feel like they put way too much thought into the prom scene song for a 15-year-old artist, for a 15-year-old audience. That's funny. Well, I was going to say, I actually liked, even though it was kind of WTF, why are they using this song? Um, I liked the little montage set to Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes. I thought that was cute. Oh, yeah, that is cute. It would make a little more sense if her name was Rosemary, a la Shallow Howl, but, you know, it's not a perfect movie. <laughs> um, I mean, this isn't a song thing, but just because like we're on the topic of song and dance yeah what is like with their thing with ddm oh yeah that was a weird hobby that they had i think it was just like visually good it was visually good but also like i remember people doing ddm when i was in high school and they didn't do this like crazy crazy there was a a club i didn't think it was called ddm i thought it was called dance dance revolution there was a ddr i was in ninth grade i think it was only ninth grade i don't think it was it was like a fad when I was in ninth grade, there was a DDR club in my high school. Mm-hmm. But they, like, they, get really into it. They're, like, super into it. They, they had one at URI. It was weird. It was, like, one of the what? five – it was, like, one of the five games in the arcade at URI. What? That's so funny. I didn't even know they had a URI. So it's crazy that they go well, to an arcade. Like, when she – and her and Lee aren't friends for a bit, and they're fighting, but she's, like, just at the arcade sitting, sipping on, like, a slushy and, like, biking mm-hmm. at something. It's like, why are you at an arcade by yourself? That's so weird. Why? Why she has no female friends? Oh, that's true. Yeah. Why was she dressed up for the date that then turned out to be like at the arcade? Weird. No, because remember she was going on a date with Tuppen and she was dressed up, but then he stood her up. So Lee picked her up to go to the arcade. Where were they going to go? Because it also looked suspiciously like the exterior. Yeah. Well, like like a lot of these Netflix productions, they're low key, pretty low budget. There's like they only have like five sets to use, so they're like, well. Let's have her stood up on the date because then we can just use the arcade set again. Right. That's how it that's it. Yeah. I will say I really like that sequin dress. Mm. She looked I mean, she looked good in everything when she was wearing clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah. she oh, 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 o
hated get hell yeah guess which look i hated guess which look i hated so much the naked all the naked looks well it's a real look though it was bad <laughs> it was bad oh was was there a, was, was there a scene where she was wearing a crop top <laughs> maybe but i'm thinking of the prom dress and hair oh yeah i actually thought about that I did think about you. I was like, oh, I she's, wondered. I wondered if Mary would like she prom dress. So bad and masculine. It was like a strapless or something orange dress, and, and then like hair. Go with her dress. I'm so confused. There's her hair and like a weird structural bun. Like it was just so. It was tough. I mean, it was prom. It was just like yeah. Actually, I do remember thinking about you in the prom. I was like, I'm curious what Mary thinks of this prom dress. Yeah, my oh, fashion report. I hated that. that it was not the worst of them, but I was like very curious about that necklace. It did not go with that. Fashion. One little trivia tidbit that came up, and I didn't notice this until I went back. Apparently, the detention scene because there's only really one shot where they show everyone who's in detention, but there's someone dressed like each character from The Breakfast Club. So there's someone in like oh. a oh. and then there's someone in a brown leather jacket, and there's someone in like the you know kind of burnout trench coat, and there's someone in hmm. the outfit. Yeah. All right. Interesting. Huh. Okay. But that's like more of an homage and them ripping things off like they did. No, I thought it was cute. And especially with Molly Ringwald, they have license to do that. Yeah, that is cute. I, I appreciate that versus like, well, let's talk about where, how they ripped off others. So 10 Things About You, we talked about how they ripped off like her dancing drunk. But they also, the whole motorcycle things is a ripoff from Cool Intentions. Yeah, I put that too at the end where she's driving it. Um, were they like, like accident? Were they accidentally are naked together on the floor? That's from the proposal. <sighs> um, um, the rain thing is totally rip off from Pride and Prejudice. Yeah, like he even says like, "Oh, is this what you?" He actually says, "Is this what you think of me?" Yeah, the slapstick humor falling out of windows from First Wives Club. Like everything, <laughs> nothing. There's nothing in this that isn't derivative, honestly. Wow, Mary just gave the epic burn. Yeah, I mean, so that's, that, derivative. Should be, that should be the title of this podcast. Like, are we so in high school? So derivative. Math, because everything is derivative. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Some of us were on the math team in high school, okay? Yeah. Um, so, okay, so tons and tons of tropes. Anything else we really need to, I think we can, like, kind of move on. I mean, we could talk, well, to go on with Cass, like, would we be friends with a female lead? I, don't, sure. I mean, I don't think she'd be friends with me because I'm a woman. Maybe if we were dudes, she would, yeah. Um, no, 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 I don't want to say that. She seems perfectly fine. She's fine. I think she is a good friend, so sure. Um, I don't think we would have had the same priorities. I, don't, I think I would have kind of thought she was sort of ridiculous if I went to high school with her. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, sure. I, mean, I feel like this is kind of, again, spoiler alert with the second movie. I feel like her and Rachel had the potential of becoming really good friends. Yeah, they definitely. Uh, and there was a lot of thing like when she ran off in prom after Lee, like Rachel ran after her. I think Rachel really could have been a good friend to her, but then she just had to get in between her and Rachel's. Rachel, there's nothing wrong. So, why, why, like, how does she not maybe have the intuition to think that like maybe she should give Lee and Rachel space? She doesn't at all. In the second, in the second, in, yeah, Steve. In the second one, the whole thing is that she's like always like crashing her and Rachel's date, Rachel and Lee's dates. And Lee's yeah. like okay with it, which is also a weird thing. Like Lee's like, of course I want her there. Lee doesn't stop it at all. Lee doesn't because he wants his cake and eat it too. It's weird. 
He yeah. wants to be able to fuck one girl that he's like sexually <laughs> attracted to, oh but God. like be with this other girl who's like his best friend. It's weird. It's weird. I don't like it. The second movie, like I don't like Lee in this first movie, but I can forgive him for a few things because it's like, okay, you clearly have some complex with your brother. But the second movie, it's like completely inexcusable. It's like, you can't tell her what school to go through. What's wrong with you? It's actually surprising Rachel takes him back after everything she puts. Yeah. So she takes him back, Mary, she takes him back three times. <laughs> I can't be bothered to even do that calculus. Like she should take him back zero times. Zero times, and she's cute. Like that was something else Ricky commented on. We're sitting there watching because she's is. cute. Definitely she is so much better than him. Well, I'm sure the second the second movie probably richly develops the character of Rachel and really lets you know Rachel, what she's, uh, she's what like she's thinking and her she's motivation. Like, jump ahead, our unsung heroes. Who's your unsung hero? Mine is Rachel. Rachel's the unsung hero. She actually goes after Elle. Yeah, I forgot uh, about um, But I then, like, stops halfway, like, doesn't think, and then at least in the second movie, like, at one point, Elle's like, this is the only relationship worth saving, and I'm like, how about you tell Rachel to get out of this, like, Flynn cloud? Like, save yourself. I have to be honest, I didn't have an unsung hero. I feel like everyone in this, like, ancillary characters and main are so weak. I just, it, it would be disingenuous. Ringwald. Yeah, she would be my one. But I think mm -hmm. even she is better than this. She is better than this. The, the Holy unsung what are you doing? I will say, I did like, I do appreciate that they're still like hiring her for acting stuff. What did you say, Steve? The, the unsung hero is Molly Ringwald's agent because she gets fourth billing in this movie. Oh my like, God, she's in two <laughs> Like, Are you serious? Like she probably got a nice check for this movie. Nice. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Joey King probably, I, there's no reason she should be in a third one of these movies. She had to have signed like, like SNL famously has you sign a seven year contract now. Like she has to be on one of those kind of deals with Netflix. I know, I think Netflix owns Only you. Ringwald has cool. figured it out. I don't know if you saw, I don't know if you saw um, Never Have I Ever, Steve. It's actually really cute. I think you'd like it on Netflix, although it is like a teen show. It's like high quality. Oh, it's really good. Ricky really loves it. Written by Mindy Kaling. Yeah, every guy I've shown it to actually has liked it. But um, the guy in that is super hot, kind of like the guy in all the, all the Boys I've Loved Before, had like a breakout, you know, thing, and you thought he was going to have this great career, and he still might. But like Noah Centineo, Darren Barnett obviously signed some contract with Netflix, because guess what he's starring in now? A gender-bendered version of American Pie series <laughs> that nobody asked for. Oh, my God. So like, and, and, and he's promoting his Instagram, like, God bless him, but you know he wants to do better. You know oh, those yeah. memes where they're like, nobody, blank. And then it goes, Netflix, here's yeah. a better version of it. Yeah, that's, that's so true. But yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even think about that, but I'm sure you're right, Steve, because why would she be doing, I will give her credit, because I, I did, in some of my research, look at some of the press for this movie and the interviews, and she's like the only cast member that doesn't blatantly shit on it. Like, she's, I have to give her props. She's still like, oh yeah, I'm a fan of it. And I'm in it. I like, I play it to fall asleep. I'm like, okay, Joey King, you are a good actress. <laughs> good actress. actress. There's this trailer she's in. Let me try and find it. There's this like really dark as fuck trailer she's in. Well, you know, my point is most people I think are embarrassed that they're in it and kind of want to move on. I, let me, like let Twilight. Me, let me read you what Noah said actually about his character. Cause they interviewed him. He's in like some prestige show. It might be called Euphoria or something like that. Oh, but I heard that was really good. That one Emmy is right. It. That's dark. probably Zendaya's in that. That's probably weird. Yeah. Is that where they met? 
So there was a podcast where they were, you know, kind of like, is he lying about his height? He's probably actually lying about being 6'5". I think he's even taller because she's apparently 5'10", and he's like a foot taller than her. But anyways, okay, like he's big. They, of course, have to ask him about kissing Booth because I guess he hasn't gotten quite big enough that he has a clause where they can't ask him about kissing Booth. And it says, you had your breakout role in the kissing booth, which is also about high school romance. How has it been to tell totally opposite stories about high school? And he said, it's two completely different experiences. The kissing booth was the first film I ever made. It was sort of my ticket to Hollywood. So I was really grateful for that. It's almost like writing my wrongs a little bit too, because the character in the kissing booth is awful. And it's never really explained. <laughs> yeah, they kind of just go, oh, my parents sent me to counseling. And then that was it. Like suddenly- yeah, exactly. exactly. He's kind of into fights and has his temper. And then she's this is still him criticizing the character. He's kind of idolized and made into a hero, so I suppose this show is showing why. Like, yeah, he's idolized because he looks like Noah, but he's right. I mean, he's awful, and it's never explained. It's so weird. Can't argue with him. Weird. So there's this, I think it's called The Lie. Oh, it came out in 2018. Okay. So there's this movie called, if you look up the trailer for The Lie, you, like, really see how Zoe King can play like these really dark roles. Wasn't the act yeah. really weird and Yes, one? yes. I know I know her from the act where I believe her character is has she, Munchausen by proxy. Oh yes. As yes. a real life person, right? Well, so now she, she's like a producer from that. Yeah, she's been she's been brainwashed to believe that she's sick, but it's her mother who is like basically she's a welfare cheat. She's she's cheating Medicaid. And oh she God. and she is obsessed with Zoe King's health and you know convinces her she's sick that kind of thing. It, it's based on a true story, um, but but yeah, it is. She is much much better than that. Like, um, but is she, yeah. You can tell, I, you can Zoe tell King, if you ever listen to us, we recognize your aunt acting skills and we're criticizing this movie. It's because we know you can do better. <laughs> yeah, no, we can, I would even go so far to say you can still tell in this movie. You can still tell this movie she has chops. They've all had to do things they don't want to do. I would say by the end, a la Kristen Stewart in Twilight, uh, Jennifer Lawrence in Hunger Games. But uh, I would Robert say, Pattinson in Twilight. Yeah, oh, that's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would say she never phones it in. I have to give her credit. Yeah, I mean, at least she buys. I mean, I, I'm sure it makes her a ton of money, and maybe. Maybe it's for her, it's like, if I make a ton of money from this, then she can actually, like, do what she wants, and I care about the money. You know, I know, like, a lot of times, they have to think about, like, where, where's my next paycheck coming from, and then they have to accept things. So maybe she's just trying to front load it. Like, who knows? Well, well, it's hard to tell, because a traditional star or starlet, they would get, like, a percentage of the gross here. Whereas with Netflix, I, I don't know how they do it. Like, it's hard to imagine... That she, I would think that she gets a flat fee and maybe yeah. a bonus based on downloads, but right. it's, it's probably nothing like Which actual Netflix Hollywood is like money. notoriously secretive about anyways. Yeah, but I don't know, M- Millie Bobby Brown's in the same situation where she's making C-plus Sherlock Holmes movies now. <laughs> I never <laughs> seen Sherlock Holmes. Uh, she is very good in it, and the rest of the movie is bad, which is a common thing with Netflix. Yeah, that's the problem. It's really good actors in these. Yeah. Also, yet another movie that's like half hour too long. Like oh. I think it's <laughs> like two hours too fifteen. This so movie funny. is like unfathomable that it's two hours. Like so much happens, and at the same time, nothing happens. Yeah. This is also that's another actress who once I started following her on Netflix, I was like, not on Netflix, on Instagram, I was like, uh, I wish who? I just 
2011. Millie Bobby Brown. <laughs> I've, I've heard that on podcasts. I've heard she's kind of problematic. She's a little bit like, like she did this thing where she pretended to use this cleanser. And I was like, why weren't you just honest with us and just be like, oh, I'll use the cleanser and come, I don't know. It was just weird. She's like kind of fake. Just, I don't know. She's just like, I wish I just never, I just wish I just knew her as 11 and nothing else. <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's better not to know your idols, you know? Yeah, but I wouldn't even call her an idol. It's just like, <laughs> really? You're that, you're, you're that? Like, now you, now you wouldn't because you followed her on Instagram and humanized yeah. her. Yeah. It's also weird if your idol was uh, 15 years younger than you. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to get into with I the did. problematic stuff, because she's come up on podcasts before, because she, I don't know who of them, I think both of them in interviews kind of brag about this, but apparently she texts with Drake, and it's like, Drake, stop texting Millie Bobby Brown, like, you're old. So weird. Well, I, the thing I was remembering was she's like, so she, like, was trying to promote this facial routine but then she just like pretended to use the cleanser but didn't well, use people do that all the time they don't use anything they promote and it's so weird and it's like just be honest and then it was also like i think it's just her per like the thing about 11 that was so endearing was like how simple she is well, 11 also didn't talk so well, like yeah. <laughs> so we didn't see how really bobby brown was so shallow yeah or annoying or whatever you know? or annoying but also like 11 is super powerful like in a second season when she like kills all those monsters suddenly like she comes in and rescues them and like i can't see really bobby brown doing that but maybe that just means she's a good actress i don't know she is a good actress yeah i mean noah centineo is a good actor i don't know if you're familiar with him steve he's kind of like the netflix it boy of you know last summer but he was in Tell the Boys I've Loved Before, which is the namesake of this podcast. And he, like, if you, I also follow him on Instagram and had a similar thing where it kind of spoiled him for me. And I was like, wow, he's a good actor. He's such a douche. Like, he literally just posts, like, thirst traps. It's terrible. Really? That's yeah. like, um, what's that guy in, um, in, in The Fault in Our Stars? Oh, Anselie Gord apparently is also. Yeah, same thing. He just put up a series of him just, like, topless. Yeah, and he got accused of sexual assault by someone that he, like... Oh, really? Gross. The baby driver himself. Oh, my God, yes! Baby driver! I didn't see Baby Driver. Was it good? Yes, it's very good. And the music sounded good. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, an Edgar Wright movie, I believe. Nice. That's always interesting, at the very least. Well, unfortunately, we're still talking about Kissing Booth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did... Casting... You really probably couldn't have done better because you first need to fix the writing in this. So maybe Millie Bobby Brown could have been better. I don't know. I think could have written a better movie than this 15-year-old girl. Yeah, before we can talk about casting, we've got to talk about better writing. And Minnie Kaling, maybe she could have fixed this. <laughs> I, well, it's, I mean, it's, Minnie Kaling's like the queen. You can, definitely tell, you can definitely tell what lines were put in to punch it up. Like, I did laugh at the you know, easy big oven is downstairs, but oh, yeah, that was a good line. Yeah. Well, it's it's just kind of an, an aimless story and movie. Like, yeah. like there's no the central title is the kissing booth. There's really no reason that the kissing booth needs to be in this movie. So, no, so yeah, already superfluous. I feel like there's no dramatic tension. There's no like will there, won't no. there, anything. No, it's just that they will. Duh. So it's like we can't. I guess in this situation, we can't really talk about casting if they're well cast because the writing is so bad. So maybe we should talk about writing. 
And like, like Nora, do you think Nora Ephron could have fixed this? Do you feel like Mindy Kaling could have fixed this? Do you think like Steven Spielberg could have fixed this? Dead. It's not a real plot. Nothing really happens. So I think you'd have to change the DNA of the movie to make it good. I don't think you could just, you know, quote unquote, fix what do you think Let's talk about like, what do you think would have made this movie better? More stakes. More stakes. Like, you know, if, um, let's say Noah actually had a girlfriend and he wasn't sure about his feelings for Elle, so he didn't act on them right away. Or Lee did actually have feelings for Elle, so it was more of a triangle. Oh. Like, that. like, there were no stakes at all. It was just like, oh, I don't like that he's sleeping with you. Yeah. Or if you're, if you're not going to have stakes, then, I don't know, make it, make it funnier, make it yeah. more interesting. Yeah. Like, you yeah, where's the comedy in this? Like, yeah. she took off her clothes? <laughs> yeah I, it, it does feel it feels like they were trying to make a movie that appealed to teenagers but they made the classic mistake which is that uh they thought teenagers are dumb so it's yeah. like yeah i'm sure like plenty of teenagers probably they're okay with this movie and there are parts that are kind of charming but yeah. but you could have just made a good movie like 10 yeah. things i hate about you is a legitimately good exactly. movie exactly and that's yeah. not a nostalgia thing like it'd be a good movie if you were a teenager and you watched it yeah mm-hmm. i mean and i'll say the teenagers now and i'm not just saying this because my t- sister is 18 mm-hmm. i really feel like the teenagers now are much smarter than the teenagers of our time when we when we were teens, I feel like they're a little more aware. Information is much more accessible. You know, they're a little bit more plugged in. They're more plugged in, but they're also I don't I like I don't know I can't speak for every teenager obviously, but part of my sister's education in high school this isn't college this is high school was learning how to question data. It wasn't like when we were in high school things were like oh just know all these facts. Uh, I think she would be. Like you had to be. Yeah, but I mean, I like I was in all APs, but it wasn't really until I was in AP literature that I got taught how to like yeah. interpret things and like question. But Layla, she got it as a June, like she she got it much earlier. Um, so I think that this is like a little bit. I don't want to use the term offensive, but it's not giving. Oh, I think it's offensive. Enough credit, like they. Like Layla was watching the Titanic when she was twelve. There's so many, and even like even uh, ten things I hate about you. You know, she's trying to go to this school. She's trying to learn the guitar. Like, there's other aspirations. It's not just all about a guy. And here, it's like whether or not Elle's happy is basically totally dependent on how her relationships are with men in her life. Yeah, yeah. but even with the second movie, it's like another spoiler alert. Like, it's like, oh, should I go to college with my with Lee, or should I go to college? With yeah, Flynn in Harvard. So by the way, how did they get? How did she get into? They're never in class. Yeah, they're never in class. Did she get into either of these clubs because of her personal statement? That's she does. She does get into Harvard at the end. But she gets into Harvard because of her personal statement, which is complete bullshit. She goes to like Michigan or somewhere on her own. Like yeah, what about that? That would redeem it. That's a good point, Mary. Is if in the third movie she's like after JK, JK motherfuckers, I'm going to University of Chicago. No, that will never. Oh please, that will never happen. The third one's going to be like she and Noah stay together. Do you guys think uh, Greta Thunberg likes this movie? Who's that? Oh, the climate activist. Greta Thunberg. Oh, yeah, oh. The young one, the young one. Because you mentioned, do you think teenagers like this movie? No, Greta would not like this movie. Greta, Greta tucked me in with this movie later that. night. For some reason, I couldn't recall her because I thought <laughs> you were referencing bad. another actress. I was yeah, like, no, no, now no, that you no, say... No, well, I, I, I really did reveal my ignorance. 
there. I'm sorry. I, I'm, I'm I, sorry, everyone. I was just like no, in I my to, scope. No, I had to think about it too. I, I imagine Greta Gerwig isn't a fan of this one either, but no. Um, I was just saying, Greta no, Gerwig. Just when you said the name, I was like going through my list of actresses in my head, and I didn't even think about you referencing people that are important. <laughs> Not in Hollywood. <laughs> no, I think she'd look at this movie and be like, "What's wrong with this woman?" No, there's no way. There's no way she's. No, doing no way. Yeah. No way. Do, I mean, do we think, do, do, what do you, I'm also imagining like the Obama daughters watching this movie. Malia and so, Sasha. Malia would be like, what? Didn't she write Harvard a letter being like, I accept you? Oh, I know that. I don't yeah, know. She a letter to Harvard. And then she took a year off and was like, I'm going to try and like spend some time to figure yeah, out there, who I am. There's, and I'm like, there's there's absolutely zero chance the Obama daughters are watching this movie. But there's. <laughs> There's like guilty pleasures, and then there's like, oh, this isn't even good. And that's kind of how I felt watching this. Because there's definitely movies that I'm like, this is stupid and escapist and fun, and I love it. And this is like, oh my God. Like, yeah, I think that thinking the audience isn't intelligent and just sort of relying on surface things is, is super annoying. All the plot holes, like, super annoying. Like, everything. I, mean, I just, I felt like, I, I, I I don't want to say everything was bad. I did appreciate that they let the woman own her sexuality. Like I really appreciated that. And so maybe if they played, if they had an actress that didn't look like a child, I would feel more comfortable with it. I wasn't comfortable with it because it was the only way she got any attention from guys. Yeah. He basically just called her a pair of breasts. Like he was like, oh no. It was weird. That's why I was saying like, I wonder if they played an actress that was maybe a little older looking. I would have felt more comfortable, but I feel like, I do feel that women need to own it more, but at the, at the other end, like, you're right, there was no stakes in it. It I actually remember, like, we had it playing, and then I got up, and out of instinct, Ricky knows that whenever I get up to pause the Netflix, <laughs> like, I have to watch everything, and I was like, you don't have to pause it, like, just call me when Noah's back on the screen. <laughs> it was basically equivalent to softcore porn for me. Oh my god, hell yeah. Like, I was just like, this guy, and then he looked it up, and he goes, the guy's 23, you're a perv. And I'm like, thanks for making me feel like a perv. I feel like a perv. Yeah. Huh? 23's not 18. But yeah, this I is know, but I'm still like, I'm 30. It's weird. No, and like, me and I saw um, Tall the Boys, like you typed in Noah Centineo and the first thing that comes up is how old is he? Because everyone wants to know, are they being creepy or not? I mean, I felt creepy, but I was like, uh, it's weird. And if like Ricky was doing this with a 23 year old woman, I'd give him a lot more shit than he's giving me. Like I'm definitely recognizing the double standard. I don't know that you would though. The standard is older men, younger women. I guess. I felt weird, but it's fine. He was like, I was just looks, lucky looks enough to be in a secure enough relationship where we can have these like open conversations yeah, and he can like think me about older. it. He looks a lot older too. He does look a lot older. So, um, okay, so should we move on or yeah so we talked about the cast we i we already referenced the bechdel test we will be talking about unsung heroes for me the unsung heroes rachel you guys mentioned molly ringwald's character yeah molly ringwald's uh agent more specifically agent yeah agent to be clear that's who steven i did appreciate so i will say maybe it's because i'm in a very stressful place in my life that is in turn year residency so I'm like in an emotionally vulnerable place. But when she talked about what she did reference her best friend and said like, it was just a woman and she was like, we fought and we forgive each other and we never remember those fights. That did make me choke up a little bit because like, I don't know. 
it just it made me it forced me to reflect on my strong female relationships and just like how much I love them. Counterpoint. But also Cap like I'm at a very emotionally vulnerable place in my life. Well, Counterpoint. True. She raised those two monsters. Oh yeah. <laughs> she allowed one of them to have a motorcycle at 17 and the other one a Mustang at the age of 16. Where are the parents in all this? Because sometimes they were super hands-on and sometimes they were just totally gone. And yeah, she did raise, she did raise them. All right, touche. Yeah, let's, let's, let's have a heart to heart so that my older son can still keep boning you and my younger son can be your best friend. Wait, wait, wait. Like, do, you guys, do you guys think she knew the extent of it or do you just think that they, she knew that they fought over She's like allowing her sons to manipulate her. And, and, and how could you, if you learn that they're fighting over her kind of like, it's, you know, it doesn't take uh, a magician to figure out the situation here. Like, true, true, but I like how in 30 seconds we've gone from saying Molly Ringwald, you know, had an emotionally powerful performance to saying that she just raised I mean, listen, I'm saying she was a good friend to her best friend. Her mothering skills, her not surrogate, surrogate. Sons are spoiled as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but it's it's just like there's just tone throughout the whole movie. But don't you think there's bad eggs too? Like, don't you think Noah would have turned out super entitled because he it does look the way he looks? Yeah. Do you think he would have turned that way if he wasn't that hot? No. Yeah, no. He's, he knows he's he, hot. If he was not hot, though, you guys would be saying he's a psychopath. He he beats the crap out of three people, one of which is his brother. Well, let's not turn away from the fact that when they leave the beach, he, like, hits the car, he loses the temper, and she stops and gets in the car with him. If, he's not like, if a guy hits the car and, like, yells at me, I'm not kidding. If that's even going to drive me away, I'm going to be like, no, and then run away. But she gets yes. in the car with him. If he's not hard, we would be saying he's a psychopath. It's true. Yeah, we would, of course. It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's like the... There, there's so, an yeah, old. You, you're knowing me now as like a taken woman. <laughs> Mary knew me when I was 22, and she can tell you the quality of the guys I used to date. Mm. I mean, it's all good. I've no. No, it was not. It was. I was like into the bad boys. I was like, they smoke a cigarette. No, I think I think we all, Steve included, have dated people. We, you know, in retrospect, we shouldn't have. But what were you gonna say, Steve? Oh, it just reminded me of the old. There's an old SNL skit with. Tom Brady hosting and it's like about proper proper workplace etiquette it's basically there's a different set of rules for Tom Brady versus the fat schlubby guy in the office oh yeah so oh, yeah, yeah. I, I've, oh, yeah. Seen, I've seen versions of that I forget who maybe it was John Hamm or someone else yeah, but yeah. Where they could basically say anything and then if the guy was gross it was like gross. yeah it's yeah. totally true it's true. Um, wait, before we move on, because we had skipped over scenes, I promised Ricky I would share his favorite scene. Sure. And it was when what, what it was when she was running, but it's like this fake run. Yeah, was she ever running? <laughs> she was she was like, I'm gonna run. So oh, she, but she didn't actually yeah. she wasn't actually run. It was like it was after she was running somewhere. It was right before the rainstorm hit. Why was that his favorite? Because the run was just cracking him up. 
Ron was like a speed walk, but she just happened to move her arms in the way of the front. Yeah, the, the soccer scenes were a little rough too. Oh, like she, yeah. she I promise him he goes, can you please share the fact that that was my favorite scene? Was I mean, that running? Yeah, I agree. Soccer might have been even more noticeable, right? That yeah, was just, that was bad acting. Yeah, it was just like, uh, why, why don't you just make her a theater kid like she is in real life? Like, <laughs> like not only that, but like it's soccer. Like you could have had a stunt double. Like, yeah, she she's been acting since she was fourteen. Like we don't need to portray her as an <laughs> as an athlete in this movie. It's not relevant to the plot or anything. Not just, at all. Not literally, what would be different about the movie if she were a theater yeah. kid? Yeah. So, and then he also wanted, made a point out that, so in the scene after from the party when she gets drunk and she spends the night in Noah's room and she wakes up and sees all the stuff, one of the things she sees is the cup that protects his balls when he plays football. Yeah, he was looking. I guess he found them. Yeah. Well, I, I was kind of troubled by, and they really glossed over this. She, like, assumed that they slept together. She was like, oh, my yeah. underwear's on. And then she was like, oh, did I, was I loud? And I was like, why would you just assume that? Sam. And he was like, like and I kind of remember you. He was like, I slept in the guest room. Yeah, I was with him on that. Like, what? Why? It was it was weird. Just, that was really cute. That was cute how he rescued her, though. Uh, yeah, but I don't like, that was a trope I don't like. Like, just him being this guy that was a player and then he's going to settle for her and she was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to Because I think a lot of these movies do teach women, girls. Yeah, um, yeah the, the player. Well, that was the whole problem with um, Fifty Shades of Grey, right? It teaches girls it's okay to be with someone that beats you. It's okay, okay to be a damsel in distress. It's okay to get drunk at a party as long as there's a guy there that'll rescue you. Yeah, I haven't he's seen. Not gonna, he's not going to physically take advantage of you, which is like right, right. But I haven't seen Fifty Shades. But yeah, I can just speak to like, you know, there is this understanding of oh, well, he'll stop being a player for you, and that's not usually the case. My grandmother, I'll never forget this. My grandmother would have this saying where she was like, "Guy, sorry, Steve, but she's like, God, men don't just get better because if anything, there's flaws just get worse with time." Mm. And honestly, like she hasn't been wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's dark. Yeah. I mean, that, that applies, that applies like, to both sexes. Well, she, she was just like, well, I mean, her point was, she was like, you can't just say that these things you don't like someone are going to get better and you'll deal with them. She was like, if you don't, if there's something that you can't live with long term, I think her point was that, like, these are things that you have to accept about someone. Right. She goes, because they're not going to get better. You have to, like, work for it. Like, or, or if, you, you know, because I think at the time I was with someone who I kept saying, like, this will get better, this will get better. And she was like, but it's most, it's not. She goes, this is part of who they are. That's a sign of immaturity, too, is just staying in bad relationships. Like, yeah. this one, Yeah. But I think she was also just saying, like, this is something you have to accept about someone. And if you can't accept them, then they're not for you. This is, this is all quick, but there were so many also weak things in the writing that just took me out of the movie. Like M and D are going to be out of town. Give me your numerals. It was like someone who's an anthropologist <laughs> at study teens. Like they were tasked with writing the dialogue. Mm. And just well, like, the, oh, let's spell everything wrong in the text. It's like kids have autocorrect. The screen the screenplay was not by the original author, just to be clear. And also, she's Welsh, so I imagine they they may have had some translation issues there too. So wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where did you guys find trivia for this? Because I was like, how do you find trivia on a movie like this? Just like, 
IMDb, Wikipedia. We'll site called wikipedia.org. <laughs> That's exactly what I use. I was just like, my head hurt too much. I was just like, I have to watch some. I watched The Good Place after this, like, cleanse my author name, The author name sounds made up. Like, I almost think it's a pseudonym yes. for, for, like, a minor because it's, like, Beth Beckles or Beth Regals. That just doesn't sound like a real Oh, her, name. it has her real name. It's worse. It's her real name is. Wait, that's Beth, not. Am I right? It's not her real name. Her real name is Beth Rex. Oh. Or or Beth Reeks, depending on how you uh, put the emphasis on. I can't. I can't just anyone's name though. I have a weird ass name. That's funny. But what would you guys have your pen name as? Um. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know that I would. Something easier to say than my last name. You do have an awesome. Which I'm not going to say, though. Uh, yeah. I would go with um, Tom Trish Itty Wadsworth. You put some thought into this. <laughs> not really. Just uh, <laughs> stealing names. Um, so my, la I had this crazy realization today. This is a total digression. This is our digression, guys. Um <laughs> It's our first one. Oh my god! We've stayed so much on topic before. We've stayed so much. We've, we've been on topic for like ten percent of this episode. <laughs> it's been like fifty percent shitting on me for heightism, and then like thirty percent content. <laughs> but anyways, go ahead. All right. Well, here's our official digression. So my last initial is G. Ricky's okay. last initial is B. Okay. Our babies, they're dog babies, but their names are Rosie and Rita. And we realized if we hyphenated our names, Gigabyte their initials would be RBG. Ooh. Ah. I had a, I almost had a heart attack. And I, I want, I'm keeping my last name when we get married, but I legit was like, if we, if we hyphenate our names, I will. If we can name our first child after an R. I mean, I'd honestly, I'd love to name like, like Steve, I bet nobody says your name last name oh they say it wrong all the time what yeah they turn the uh the the well the well into a wall really <laughs> yeah all right both of you shut up shut up both of you mm. i have no sympathy for either of you you should I, have I, sympathy for my mom who had rogers and now has a name that she has and she's been spelling it for 30 yeah years. i i also get stefan a lot or s-c-e-p-h-a-n yeah, it's right, okay. We're moving on from this because I have no sympathy for either of you. I have an ethnic name that no one can pronounce. I can't pronounce my own last name properly. Like I pronounce it with, with when I pronounce it with like, I have to explain to Americans how to pronounce it. But then if I say my name to Persians, they're like, they have to correct me because I can't actually pronounce my name properly. My so it's like it's a lose lose. Like it's like I'm too white for the Persians. I'm too ethnic for the whites. No sympathy. All right, fine. No we get it for either one of you. My pen name would be. I may just use one of my dogs' names. <laughs> That's cute. I would just be like, I'd be like, Rita BG. That's cute. But yeah, that's yeah. actually, what you're getting at is one of the themes of the Joy Luck Club. It's like she doesn't feel totally at home amongst Chinese, but then she doesn't feel totally at home amongst Americans. Yeah. That's okay. always been a thing. We're, we're gonna do we're gonna do um big sick with Jesseline. Oh that's oh is that, that that's one Jesseline wants to do? Wants to do that's a good one. Stuff. Yeah. All um, right. So we talked about so we kind of talked about tropes. Yeah. Um, 
mean, this is just the whole movies. It, I wouldn't even call it, it's like beyond a trope. It's like stolen from other movies. Like it's not even, it never even did a thing where it made it its own. It just like, was like, oh, I like, like this bit. So I'm just going to use it. Yeah, we definitely talked about tropes. Was there any trope that you felt was well done? I mean, no. Um, no. <laughs> I mean, okay, so they included, we had a montage. Let's just list all of them. I should start Everyone looks at the girl when she comes in and she's blossomed. So it's like, great. Yeah, let's talk about how, like. That's a, wait, was that a montage? No, that wasn't a montage. That was a trope. We had a oh, montage. Oh, no. We had the main girl's click, which is not well done. We had the high school party. We had the part. And then we had the airport thing. Marie, we had a sleazy Fox, preppy guy. Declaration of love. Switcheroo of the brothers. I mean, just you name it. It was in this movie. It was just like, but it's like, there's nothing, here's the thing though, there's nothing wrong with tropes, right? But sure. what I realized, and we kind of got to this with some of our other episodes, if you go back and listen, we talk about, we end up naturally end up talking about anti-tropes. And we talk yeah. about how the movies will almost use the concept of tropes to their advantage and make the movie right. and it feels manipulative when it's like this movie and they just are playing trope bingo and just checking off as many as they can. Yeah. <laughs> but like when, when did we, like when we talked about, um, Notting Hill, and they like kind of switched Bird around Bird. the tropes yeah. a bit, yeah, and they sure. they use them as a way to first identify as a rom com, but then they yeah, also yeah. took it another further, made it their own, or they created a trope, or they right. even like switched it around. Right. And this one, it just like they just stenciled. It felt like more of a stencil, not an artistic interpretation. There was nothing artistic about this. Movie. No. No. But that's what, like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with artists and in being inspired by other artists. Yeah, I don't think we can even talk about tropes, because we've, I feel like we've kind of beaten this to death, like, it doesn't have any original content. No, it's, I think the point is this is a stencil. Yes. <laughs> this is a fan, what did you say, Mary? This is a fanfic. It is, it's glorified fanfiction. Glorified fan fiction. It's really expensive. I don't, I feel like we already know the answer to this. Does this pass the test of time? Is this remakeable? Like, we're not even finished. Like, we shouldn't even have made this no, first. We, we, already, we, already have two, we already have two copy-paste remakes that nobody asked for other than the tweens. But also, I think it's already dated. Like, I think the kissing booth thing, we talked about being archaic. Um, you know, a lot of the language and slang and stuff. And it's not like in a cool, like, clueless way where they just reinvented you know, about a lot of slang. It's just, it's so forced. Also, Clueless was, like, self-aware. Yeah, totally. Like, it was, like, making fun of itself. Totally, totally true. In the I same know. way, like, Cabin in the Woods was doing that with horror movies. No, I, I don't think, I think this movie's already dated. It feels dated to it's me. It's dated, but it's, like, it was, it was trying to be genuine, like, it wasn't making fun of itself. It was actually trying to be genuine, and it epically failed. Okay, what about you, Steve, mm. as the uh, elder statesman on this podcast? Uh, do you feel like this will stand the test of time? Um, probably not. Like, I feel, I feel like there are other movies that are like this that that come out and have popular appeal, but then yeah. just like nobody's really that into them at past that point. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like the biggest example is Avatar, which like made yeah. a, like five billion dollars, and it's going to have two sequels. I've never had a conversation with about I Avatar with anyone. I haven't. I did, not, I did not care about Avatar. And I was yeah. actually really bitter that it won Best Cinematography. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was bullshit. 
yeah, and and that's that's at least a movie that has legitimate strengths to it, like with its animation and I don't know, it's basically like, super budget fern gully, but still. Really tells you how bad a movie is though when it's dated and it's new. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's tough. It's a tough one. It's a tough watch. Mm-hmm. Were it not for the podcast, I would have never watched it again. No. Mm-hmm. No. I can't emphasize that enough. There's too much other, there were other things I could have done with my post-call yeah. day. That is how, listeners, this is how dedicated I am to the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I like, would rather watch Selling Sunset. If, if you know anything about me, that's, that's mm. pretty tough. Like, like the better version of, of this, like a, a teenager-focused show that I've seen recently um, is Teenage Bounty Hunters. <gasps> which... Oh my God, Steve, I've been trying to get married. I love Teenage Bounty Hunters. I know. I, I have unfortunate so news. Good. It was... It was overshadowed by the news about Glow, but it was also canceled yesterday. What? So, what? Yes. Yeah. Oh no! Steve, you just broke my heart. Glow was canceled, and Teenage Bounty Hunter. Yes. What? What the f- is Netflix doing? A third kissing booth, but they're canceling oh, Glow and Teenage Bounty Hunter. Five kissing booths if they have them under contract. Yeah. No, what? they. Can we sign a petition? Uh, I, I don't know. There, there's speculation that they, that the, they're, there's the same creator or production company for both shows. So they there's are, speculation yeah. that might be what's going on. But I saw an ad. There's something. But what are we going to find out about the twins? Teenage Bounty Hunter was so good. And I was like, oh my God, I can't wait for the second season. And Glow is so good. Glow is so good. Talk about a, a show that passes the Bechdel test. Yeah. Mm. Sorry, Helia. I want to cry. I'm yeah. actually going to lose my shit. You need a minute? I need a minute. Okay. So, moving on. <laughs> it definitely doesn't it definitely doesn't um, withstand the test of time. I think it does feel dated and just in a lot of ways I think maybe tying in with the misogyny. Um, I mean, we we did talk earlier, Mary. You mentioned about like how you feel yeah. like this movie could have been made better if there's more at stake. If you had a girl, right. right. I feel like that would have been enough. But if there was something else, that so felt- I guess, let me let me turn it positive. And I know we've talked about a few things, but is there anything that we actually liked or wanted to call out as a as a compliment? Any little moments, favorite lines? You know, it could I be. Even, I can't even tell you a line I like. There's one line that I remember watching, like, oh, that was a cute one, and then later I couldn't even remember it. Yikes. I just like the easy bake Oh, no, there. there was one thing I really liked. Okay. And I was like, I want Mary to take notes. I would like this time bachelor party. <laughs> flip and slide flip cup. Oh, yeah. Could be like, painful. That looks like fun. That looks like fun. painful mm-hmm. on the tummy, though. That could be painful on the tummy. Yeah. But we'll just have one pieces. One piece. I was about to say, you read my mind. Okay. One I'll, pieces. I'll make note of it for the bachelorette. Slip um, and slide flip cup. What about you, Steve? Did you like anything <laughs> other than the opening and closing scenes? <laughs> uh not so much every every once in a while um i think uh joey king would have a decent line i thought or, he had good moments i liked him i i mean at times it seemed like they were legitimate friends but it exactly, was exactly exactly but but i don't know that was just like few and far between and there's just there's just a lot of scenes where it's her and the older brother and it's kind of a will they won't they except yeah. he's he's kind of like aggressive and it's weird so it's weird so see you mentioned teenage bounty hunters before and i remember when i watched that i was like i, I mean since i was a kid i told my mom that i feel like i would have been my life would have been a little richer if i had a twin 
I always kind of felt like I had a, I should have had a twin. Every kid goes through that. Yeah, and I kind of, but I still feel that as an adult, to be totally honest. Wow. When I watched Teenage Bounty Hunter, I like really felt that way. And in this movie, I kind of had a little bit of glimmer in that because she talked about how her and Lee were basically raised as twins. And I did feel a little pang of jealousy, but then all it made me want to do was go back and watch Teenage Bounty Hunter. Oh, yeah. yeah, I moved around a lot. I would love to have like a childhood friend. I think like that was something I really missed out on a bit was because my sister and I had a huge age difference. I kind of grew up a little bit on the lonelier side. And I think like having a little bit of a twin would have been nicer. But again, like, so I, I like that aspect of the two of them, but it just wasn't well done. And Teenage ba- in Teenage Bounty Hunters, it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I don't know. That, that's a show that has way more intelligence behind it than you would think, especially like the original, the original name of the show was awful, which it, I think it was like Slutty Teenage Bounty Hunters. Oh, really? Like that. No. Yeah. Which is, I think, why it flew completely under the radar when they, they quietly changed the name and then just dumped it on a random weekend. But, so good. It was so good. Yeah. What do you think? So Mary already answered like, yeah, we're getting at how Mary talk, talked about how she thinks the movie could have been made better. Where, how do you think Mary, like, if you were Mindy Kaling and Nora, Nora Ephron, <laughs> RIP, how do you think you would have made? I would make out someone that just was more dynamic and relatable to young girls because believe it or not, you know, kind of like the heroine is a good example in Never Have I Ever, it's not just that she's dealing with how she likes a boy, she likes Paxton. She also has drama with her female friendships. She also has, you know, issues with kind of being Indian and not being too Indian in a very, you know, white affluent suburb. Like there's just so much more. There's a whole thing with her mom and her dad dying. Yeah. I mean, there's a line in Clueless about like, you know, having to do xyz is like a futile thing whatever she's saying it's like finding meaning in a Polly shore movie and this movie may as well it doesn't you know what i mean Polly shore is not in it but it's the same idea yeah there's no meaning in this movie what about you steve you, i know you're a bit of a film connoisseur and you're a journalist and a yes. writer how do yeah. you feel like this could have been made a bit if you were given the script to edit what would you have done uh geez uh i don't know <laughs> Like, a lot of red ink on the page? I, yeah, I mean, I can't remember if it was Roger Ebert or Gene Siskel. His thing was always that a movie should be more entertaining than if you just film the leads having lunch. So, oh, interesting. I, and, and I feel like I it, failed that. I would have just watched the films, the leads having lunch, and I would have enjoyed it more. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it, it'd be better to just watch them hanging out. So, yeah. I, if, I don't think there's anything you could really do with the script. You would just have to, like, completely. Yeah, you'd have to rewrite the whole thing. Like, there's no point. So. I agree. Hopeless cause. There, there's not even anything in the script that I was like, oh, that seemed promising, and then they didn't follow that thread. It was just all drivel. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I mean, it, I don't know. We keep circling back to it, but it's just a whole lot of padding for no obvious reason. Yeah, like it's two hours of padding. Mm-hmm. It's just what one of you guys said it where it was like not even a will they won't they it's a they will. <laughs> it's just like a. <laughs> so she's gonna date this guy around her best friend. Mm-hmm. But he's gonna have to accept it. I mean, I, guess the, I guess the dramatic turning point is when they do have that fight and she realizes she can't be friends with Lee and be dating Noah, but that, 
actually it lasts longer than it should it lasts probably 15 30 minutes and it feels like four hours in the movie but you know my point is the stakes are never really that high for anyone lee has a girlfriend he's just sort of having a you know selfish controlling streak because he has this complex noah like knows that he's going to harvard even though he skipped the last semester of school <laughs> knows he's gonna get back with l and l knows that like i mean there's nobody else that she's even talked about the entire movie and god forbid you know in a movie like this she end up alone so yeah there's no stakes really mm. um i think that's the perfect summary mary there you have it listeners yeah. um that is the kissing booth <laughs> that that's yeah. I, I i don't think we can add any more though this has just been an hour and a half of us padding in the same way this movie padded that plot line normally we say lingering questions but i'll just say lingering nitpicks i think i got to most of them how old is Toppin? like he looks 35 okay um focus on her body kind of creepy we did talk about that oh i actually thought this moment was weird do you remember when lee was kissed by that girl and he takes off the blindfold yeah like, you know, hubba hubba and she's like i hope you like what you see it's like yeah god forbid you have anything going for you other than your looks girl but yeah i get it you need chemistry but also it's um, also why did it where was she earlier in the movie like that could have been even something improving like there's this girl nowhere. that likes him and he doesn't like, notice literally, literally nowhere and then they throw in the guy who's gay but then never follow up with that well in the um, second movie they do i guess they do but it's like really an afterthought i mean poor guy deserved better and then everything, everything else actually we touched on other than my lingering question for you guys was, did you have a good first kiss? No. Yeah, I think everyone's usually sucks. Mine was fine. Yeah, mine, mine was okay. Well, it was uh-huh. only anything not incredible. Amazing. Well, not like they didn't play Stars in Your Eyes or whatever song that was when they, when they kissed at the kissing room. Oh my God. <laughs> no, no, they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> I remember with my first kiss being like, this is very slobbery and gross, and I basically just let this guy spit in my mouth. <laughs> oh, boy. Imagine, imagine letting like, every guy in school spit in your mouth for the low, low price of a dollar. And a ew, ew, it's so, I mean, <laughs> I think it was just, it's gross. And then I actually went through this period, maybe it was because I had my first kiss at a later age, but I went through this period where, like, after every first kiss I had, I got sick. Wait, that's I like had to build an immune system. It was really bad. And after, like, I remember I'd have a kiss, and I'd be like, "God damn, it's probably gonna wake up with a sore throat." No, or what sickness was it? No, it was like a sore throat. I just always have a sore throat afterwards. That's weird. Isn't that weird? What was wrong with that? I don't know. It was like a good five. No, this was like a significant amount of time, and like that's not normal. And after I had my first kiss, I also like ended up being a little skinky. Like, so I kiss a lot of guys after that. And every right, time right. I just be like, it's oh, kind of, it's I'm going to get of, sick again. You broke, you broke the seal, you know? Mm. Yeah. But then I think I just had to build, like, my immune system or something because I, I'd, like, legit get, have a sore throat afterwards. Like, the next morning, I'd have a sore throat. That is so weird. Is that weird? Yeah. It was, like, until I was 25, and then finally it stopped. I think I just got all the germs you possibly could. It's so weird. Yeah. I don't know what to make of that. I haven't had that happen. How about Steve? Do you remember your first kiss with your wife? Um, yeah. Oh. Oh. Is it your first date? <laughs> uh, God, actually, it was our second date, I think, because our first date was just she calls it a she called it a sushi snack date. Like, <laughs> we just, like we just went out for sushi for like an hour or two. Um, okay. 
but no, I think it was our second date. Like we went to a restaurant in Providence, and then I think we kissed at a park. Oh, so. love it. Yeah. I mean, you know, we talk how our first kisses, like generally, were meh. But well, I, I think like, that was so fast. I was like, oh, is that what the big deal is? Like, I just, I, I it took me a second to even register what happened because you know, I just literally stood there and did nothing. Do you have a me- <laughs> do you have a memorable first kiss, Mary? Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I think I think I had kind of thought <laughs> what's Steve laughing about. I think <laughs> I think I'm kind of the opposite thing, Helia. I mean, not that I ever, I didn't get sick, but I think I, because the first time I, I guess, quote unquote, made out with someone wasn't great, I didn't know if it was because I was a bad kisser. It turned out I think they were a bad kisser because I've never had that experience. But um, like, it just was, I was like, ah, oh, I cannot believe people like this. I feel like I'm drowning. I feel like I'm- Yeah. Yeah, I was grossed out by it. And if you think about it, kissing is gross. If you don't like the person it's you're gross. kissing- No, yeah, I agree. We've talked about this. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I would say everyone that I've dated, like, as a long-term boy, or even even long-term, but, like, everyone I've dated for months, I've probably had a good first kiss. A memorable one? Oh, yeah, okay. This goes back to the 6'5 guy. I'll give him a shout-out. We did have a f- good first kiss. It was the second date, and we went ice skating. We were the only ones in the rink. So, it was, like, oh, yeah. That's it was, like, really romantic. It was, like, something in a movie, and I was, like, you know, you're kind of nervous, because you know it's going to happen, but you don't know when. Yeah. And I was on the skates, and he kind of pulled me in, and the moments before we kiss yeah, like are like my favorite. Like not to be a total like wait, we like totally shit on this movie. But to bring it <laughs> back like, we, all, positive, though, yeah. we are fans of rom coms and there's a reason for it. It makes our like the butterflies in our stomach like flutter. It makes my heart beat fast. This movie didn't quite do that, but generally like when it comes to kissing, like just those moments right before a kiss, I think are my favorite. Yeah. Just like, just, I mean, I can yeah. say this because I'm still single. Like, one of the most exciting things is not knowing when you're going to kiss. Yeah. yeah. And it's like when you know that's going to happen and like there's this, ex- I mean, there's this excitement and it can be scary and it's a vulnerable place because you no, know you cross this threshold where you've like revealed to the other person you want to do this, but you're still not quite sure if they want to do it and you're like, totally. are they going to back down? Totally. It's this weird game of chicken. And, but I think like that's the, like, yeah, the moment right before your lips touch has always been my favorite. And I think maybe now that I'm talking about this, like, become a therapy session, I wonder if that's why, like, I was a little bit of a scared. I just always seek that moment, but I never really went beyond kissing because I was like, okay, I experienced that moment and now I've moved on. No judgment if people do more, but um, just kissing on you guys, I wouldn't think many people call that skanky. And people yeah, call I guess that it depends. People call that, like, college, I mean, honestly. Yeah, maybe I'm just concerned. I don't know. You're right. I mean, some people call us, like, I think people, like, you know, I got called the tease. That's what I got called. Oh, that's the worst. I've got Yeah, I got called a tease. Yeah. Um, Ricky and I had a really nice first kiss. That was my favorite. Yeah, I feel like generally, oh. if you go long term, you, tep- you typically do have a good first kiss. I think yeah. That- yeah, we, I mean, he likes to make fun of the fact that, like, our first kiss was by a pile of trash. Why? It was by a pile of trash. Oh, I thought you said our first kiss. <laughs> no, it was actually by like a pile of trash. I'm like, I mean, that's, I mean, if you have your first kiss in New York City, it's, it's going to be a pile of trash. It's going to be yeah, next to Especially in summer, if that's when you guys start dating the blocks. It was summer. Like, it was like before trash day. It was by a pile of trash. Blocks in New York are stinky. Yeah. It was like outside a gay club. Like, 
Me too. It was like I was very so I had a crush on him for a while, like before our date. Yeah. And then I like I even like I couldn't believe that I was on the date with this guy. So I was too nervous to do anything. Which was not my MO, by the way. Usually I just was like, I don't give a shit. Which was not, yeah, it was not my MO to be nervous. I was very nervous with him. I like this story. It's interesting. Thanks. Um, And then the only thing I could like think to do, I knew I wanted to, was I like, we stepped out of the bar. And then I like felt, it was like chilly and I felt his like coat, like the sleeve of his coat at his hand and was just like this is very thin. I'm like, aren't you cold? Because our date was in December. It was at the end of December. I was like, this is very cold. I, I felt it. It was like thin. I was like, this is cold. Like, this can't keep me. And he used that, like, with my hand right there and grabbed my hand and pulled me in and kissed me. Aww. It was very, I mean, it was hard. It was like the thing out of a rom-com. It was like, my heart fluttered. Yeah, I love like, that. Butterflies. I mean, and then that was like. Hard to do this, right? Like, because there yeah. are genuine moments that sometimes these movies capture. It was, and it was really, like, a genuinely really good kiss, and usually, like, honestly, a lot of times, even with guys I've, like, dated loosely the first time, you kind of, you have to, like, learn each other's bodies a bit more, styles. I've heard people say that. Yeah, but with him, we just, like, clicked, and then, and after that, he, I mean, he dropped me off at home, and that was it. It was, like, very innocent, um, nothing, nothing really fancy. It's nice, I like that. So... I think I'm lucky that my last first kiss was a memorable one. Um, well, I guess our takeaway is don't do kissing booth. Yeah. Unless right. you want to get sick. Don't watch this movie unless you just want to snark on it for two <laughs> hours because it is a painful two hours. And I don't know. Any other takeaways? Um, I remember I had a lingering question, but now I don't remember what it was. I, oh, my lingering question was like, well, I guess, Mary, you answered it. How did Noah get into Harvard? Oh, I mean, it has to be athletic, but even that's a reach. I mean, it's maybe one of those Jared Kushner situations. Well, we never even see him play football. We don't. We don't even know what sport he plays, right? I guess he has a football jersey. But football. Yeah, he referenced he football. football. He went to football camp. Oh, he oh, he's, you know, he's got those tights, too. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's sports, and I think maybe it's a Jared Kushner situation. because And what, does, what do the Flynn brothers' dad do? I would love to know. I, th- I think he's a lawyer. I think they say something like that at some point. Oh, okay. Oh. And then what about, I'm curious what disease her mother had when she died. Because I've heard, you know, the obvious choice is cancer, but she had all her hair. Yeah, it hinted at cancer. I mean, they probably just didn't want to go through the rigmarole of, you know, getting wig, wig caps, bald caps. But I, I think they showed the mother, like, bald at one point didn't they or like with or with like like real short hair the fact that she had like frequent readmissions i did think it was cancer i thought it was something that kept coming back which again the other obvious would be cancer but i don't know whenever they don't hit it's like how i met your mother like you kind of assume it's cancer because what else could it be but they don't tell you um and then what was the other there was like another one i said um was there anything you were thinking, Steve, that we didn't cover or didn't cover as much? Mm, no, I think I, I'm pretty sapped out. Me too. Right. So we <laughs> have no burning desires out. left with this. No, I thought I had another one, but I think my burning question really was like, how did, how did <laughs> Noah get into Harvard? And then in the second movie. Yeah, it's, like a, it's like a burning question and it's also just a WTF. And in the second movie, it's also how did Elle get into both UC Berkeley and Harvard. Harvard. 
I mean, again, this movie is like, there's Fantasyland and then there's this movie. And there's this movie. Oh yeah, and then it's like about, oh, the, the other question I had was about the, the DDR. Where, how do they, how do they like get, learn all these moves? Oh, I think they play it for hours and hours. Yeah. If you, if you play on the hard mode of DDR, yeah. like you legitimately have to like jam on the pedal. How much like money do you, quick. how much money do you think they've spent on DDR? Do you think money is an object to either of them? Certainly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, I don't know why they're taking buses to Santa Monica Pier. We'll get to that. But yeah, I, I don't think it's an, I, I think yeah. it's just kind of assumed that they just, they're like, regulars yeah. and do you there's, guys know anyone there's no that's uber in this movie is there there's no oh, no there's no uber yeah there's oh, no yeah. uber in this movie no, i feel uber. like there's actually very little texting they pass notes which is kind of quaint oh yeah that is weird yeah uh, do you think that's another steal off something there's probably a steal off a rom-com we haven't seen i just think well, if it were truly modern they would have slid in their dms the notes i just figured because they're in class like they oh, probably yeah. can't they, they can't use that. their oh yeah, yeah. um I, but, just, yeah. Maybe, I don't think i just felt like it's i was very like brothers has to drive her home when she's drunk <laughs> i guess the whole thing with the ddr thing was how like i i see it as like a video game but i don't necessarily think that if you can play ddr really well that necessarily makes you a good dancer like when really I think of, like, they made this whole thing out there in the dance club, but I think of dance club as, like, ballroom dancing, and you're actually, like, a talented dancer, not that you can play this video game. I think dance club was a glorified DDR club, though. I don't oh. And I thought they were the only members. I thought that was part of the joke. But then they go to the prom and have all these, like, dance moves, and I'm like, okay, that's cool, but I don't think you learned all those from DDR. Maybe you just, like, have natural instinct for dance, but then it's like, so why didn't she? I, don't, I just feel like they could have done a lot more with, like, a whole dance career. Yeah, I just, I just, I guess I didn't think about it too much. I just thought they played a lot. So, yeah, I wouldn't say someone who's good at, D I mean, hey, I'll say this, like, there's a game called Just Dance, and my sisters are a lot better at it than I am. I don't know if that means I'm naturally a bad dancer, but they're definitely better yeah. at video games and kind of following steps on video games. Probably yeah. the, the only rom-com they haven't seen is Save the Last Dance. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Julia Stiles, hip-hop dancer. Yes, yes. Maybe you it's stolen from that. Going back to another episode, she got that role because the director or casting person of Save the Last Dance saw her drunkenly dance in uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, which I'm surprised that that got her the role because that was like drunk, not good dancing, but they really liked it. Probably well, yeah. saw her potential, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was the, those are pretty much my big, like, do you, like, do you think yeah. if Noah didn't play football, if he would have gone to Harvard? I think the question is no. And it's like, do you actually think they're talented dancers or are they just really good at this video game? And it also sounds like, yeah, no. yeah. yeah, but I feel like, yeah, I'm feeling I'm pretty tapped too. And we, we really, what is it called? Like we extracted water from a stone. Like we just yeah. talk more about this than anyone ever. I mean, you know me, Mary, I love to hate on shit. Yeah, well, I, I love Starking too. And, and obviously Steve does, or he wouldn't have suggested a bad movie. It was just kind of like counterintuitive. Um, but I, I like this. It's sort of a curveball. It's fun. I mean, uh, listeners, if there's any bad movie that you think we should listen to and dissect, we're game. I, I, it breaks a little bit from our norm. It's a little more difficult to follow our outline, but yeah. we're flexible people. We're, we're okay with that. We go with the flow and I love a good hate session. <laughs> for, for, 
work, you know, not on, not on anything that would actually hurt anyone's feelings. Joey King, if you listen to this, I love your acting skills. I just think you really could have done better than this. That's it. Yeah. Poorly executed rom-com, we will drink the haterade. Yeah, it's, yeah, mm, yum. Um, Steve, thank you so much you. for joining us. If there's any rom-coms that you come across that you'd love, I mean, yeah, we one we will. <laughs> yeah, we would. This was. Oh no problem. Yeah. I think something that Mary and I really struggled with, and why we had to do a more modern rom com, is we had a hard time agreeing on a older one that we both hated. Like there was yeah. one I really thought was terrible, and she liked, and vice versa. So. Yeah. Oh, don't don't you worry. I can find one for you. For you. Oh, please do. I think we need to make this like a special feature. A special feature. Bad rom com. <laughs> it is definitely a curveball. Yeah, I think it'll, it'll be it'll be something unique to put us on the um, add a little add a little spice. So, <laughs> uh, but thank you so much for doing this with us. Um, yeah. Oh, no problem. Anytime. Awesome. All right. All right. Well. All right. No well, that's our show, The Kissing Booth. Um, right. If you're curious about it, now you know. If you still want to watch it, just put it on mute. <laughs> just watch Noah's scenes. Uh, just watch Noah's scenes. It's great background. Um, teenage girls do not take it. They're way better movies. And yeah. that's kind of it. Don't have a kissing booth. Don't have a kissing booth. Don't get shingles. <laughs> Don't get shingles. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.